The question and, is, do you have the story about the U.M. A rape, the guy that got raped by another guy? Oh, Jesus, tell me that one, Neil. I don't know that story. George told me that Angela Ray was laughing about it on Channel 4 this morning. We've been scouring to find the story. Uh, we can't find it. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about that. This place has been just fascinated with the uh, Bill Parcells win last night. And the word that I'm hearing is that Mo is jealous is what I hear. He's That's so true. jealous that he uh, stole all the papers in the studio this morning. He's so cheap. I cannot believe he took the newspapers. I mean, spend 35 cents there, Howard. Yeah. Are you, I'm doing my expense. Old New York Jew, is that what you're Listen, Yes, him? he took the newspapers. Who Listen, does when that? when you get to be his age, when you get to be like close to 90 and you move to Boca, you're supposed to be cheap and old. Listen, Neil, I need I some advice. Know. I'm doing my receipts for my trip to Vegas. Is there any inside information I should know when uh Because when, when you do you know, I'm Beasley, glad you, can you I'm show glad me how you to... started with talking about your receipts because money is the name of the game today. Guess who's getting screwed, speaking of uh, the story you were just talking about. Guess who's getting screwed big time? Your close personal friend, Scott Jr., is taking it up the, from the Beasleys and Greg Reed and Clarence and all these liars at our radio station, and we're going to go on a campaign. They don't, they don't want to pay him. I have, oh, no, I have no comment. I was going to ask you about uh, the uh, – they've already asked me to shut up about that issue, but and I, I, I answered their request. But my question is, when you do your uh, numerous oh, – wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean they've uh, you know, listen, you to listen, shut up about listen, that? Listen, I answer every question you ever ask me, every yeah. one of them. I'm not afraid of standing. Who the hell do you think went in there and fought for him to begin with? Right. Okay, I've already gone in there so many times and said they're doing him that they finally told me to shut the F up. Did they really? Yeah. Well, I tell them, screw you guys. No, okay. I you know, listen, I'm going to eat a steak today at Shula's. I got, I got two grand in receipts here. I got two grand in receipts here. I need to know how put to do this in, so that I get, put it all put in. It all in. Everything. Don't even leave you're it. you're making the kind of money they're paying me, and I have no idea why, but when you're making this kind of money, I don't put anything in. I pay for, I got my own radio yeah, station. Yeah, I know. I here. pay for everything I pay until for I started working here. I pay for my paper. I pay for my toner. I pay for everything. Here. I pay for everything, too, but it's not like I have to pay for anything because this place is a dump. Well, but I, I, I don't have any you any kind of money. Make them pay. Yeah, I'm, that's they right. The, first, the Beasley still had the first two nickels they ever uh, earned. I believe that. The only money that they ever spent was up uh, to buy the banjo so they could sit up in a tree and uh, play <laughs> melodies back to each other. <laughs> I'd love, you, you I'd love to see guy, that. The guy in Deliverance, that was one of the Beasleys. Oh, you don't understand that. I saw know. that movie, uh, Irreversible, about the rape. Uh, you talk about the rape on the UM campus. You should see that movie that George yeah. turned me on to of some chick getting raped. My God, I started. I was on the airplane. I thought I was going to poop my pants. I got the uh, Playboy TV cranked up here just in case. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry to hear about your colleague in there. Uh, I've been fighting uh, for many years for the, the betterhood of my uh, civilian friends we're, and we're colleagues. We're on the verge of losing Scott Jr. there. I mean, look, let's face it. He's threatened to move to Tampa like they give an F if he moves to Tampa. It's not a new position. We already had the uh, incoherent one before who was getting paid, believe it or not. Oh, you mean the guy that OD that we saved his life? Exactly. That's the one. We had to fire his ass, and so we brought uh, Scott in there, and he's it's the same position, but now they're saying, well, you know, there are all these budgetary cuts that we can't put well, a Well, at least he shows up okay? every day sober and produces. We can't put a trained monkey in there to do the job. Well, he'd probably be a little bit more conversant. I think you should let me uh, um, live in your house in uh, Plantation and take care of it. I, I think the guy that's taking care of it now is not doing an adequate job. I think you need to give me the Corvette <laughs> in the house. I'll only stay there when you're not in town, which is always. I'll give you a quick answer. No. How about I uh, offer you a bunch of money? No. How about I clean your car every day for no, the rest of your no, life? No, no. You could lick the car. How about if I send you 16,000 Klondike no, no. bars? I can't afford to have a degenerate life. How about I buy you a Toronto Maple Leaf season ticket package? knows the kind of uh, debauchery. How about I get you an addition uh, to uh, Hockey News and to Gay Pride magazine? 
In fact, that's the only reason they hired you is to make me look better by comparison. I, the only thing I want to do You're the only broadcaster in America they could find who's more perverted than I am. I just want to contribute to the greatness of you. And and yeah. really, I already know oh, I'm an man, asshole, no, but man, I want to contribute better, to the greatness. I already got irritable bowel. Now the suction's so heavy-duty, I'm going to have to make a quick run. No, no, no. You only get that looseness at Howie's, baby. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, you know, you're joking about that, but the truth of the matter is, do you remember when I was down there the week and they brought? You wouldn't know because you weren't paying any attention. They brought like about 70 strips of bacon with my name on them. Oh, I remember you had it all over your face. And I, I ate all of it. And I know my, that was my impressive. Insides are still not recovering from it. I fried my guts. You, from you, that. you see me? You see me? You're killing me. I eat with no uh, utensils at all, and I drink syrup. Yeah, this is the only guy that I ever saw eat pancakes and uh, waffles with no uh, utensils. You know, when I go to Canada, I just stick my lips on a tree and I just suck real hard so that I can have just maple face. I don't want to screw up your lunch at Chula's today, but aren't you a little bit reluctant when you go into a restaurant and they bring you the menu on a football? Doesn't that like kind of, I don't know, even a sports nerd like you? I'm just like concerned that, uh, they, uh, that, uh, yeah, actually, that they like gurgly. a swing club where they serve dinner and go in and they bring you like, they bring you the menu on a gigantic penis. You, you think, <laughs> I think Mandich is going to try to push Michigan on me today. He could have thrown back, but he's, he's always getting ahead of himself. I've never actually had a football in my ass or a large penis near my face. Right. But I'm thinking... <laughs> well, no, uh, I don't believe that. You've never had a large penis near your face? Not 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 really near my face. No, I haven't had a large penis near my oh, face. But I've had my penis near faces. Yeah. <laughs> I've, had, I've delivered a couple of, uh, as I call them before, uh, you know, uh, surfboards to the lip. Ask Joe Costello about the uh, old trolls uh, with their penis near oh, their who's, face. Who's, who's Costello? The guy that fixes nothing, right? Yeah, Luke Costello. And uh, oh, I thought you meant uh, we got to get fix it in here to put up our new Oreo basketball hoops. We got Oreos coming out our ass up here. Don't you like chocolate, so what sugar man? Know about Scott Jr., you think we can salvage this deal or not? Come uh, on, if he, if he even mentions lawyer or he threatens to move, dumb move. I think he should. Uh, what we should do is. Um, I think he should just start sleeping at Duff's house until he gives money. <laughs> Show up at Duff's house tonight and tell him he's hungry. Oh, yeah. Duff, yeah. Said he had, Duff said he had an open invitation for him. I don't know what he meant. I think, he should, great. I think yeah. he should try to get into the back seat of Clarence's car, and when Clarence is driving, oh, I think he should blindfold him. Clarence sounds good. I think that might get him in tight. I, I think he should ask Clarence if he wants to go to Shula's today for a steak on the uh, Beasley credit card. Yeah, maybe they could share some tender meat. Yeah, it'll be great because I'll go over there and rack up another big bill today and turn that in on Jen's do ass it. down in the Just business office. Just do it, office. man. Make those Beasley's Harry, Here's Just the latest cry. story. Uh, some guy over there in sales accused me of inviting drunks to the QAM luxury box. Excellent. I never invited anybody anywhere. Tab, I'm all for it. I don't invite cheap anybody bastards, anywhere. Apples, you're not fooling us, okay? Cheap, 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 cheap. Turns out the guy they said that I did that to is a psychopath. I don't know. They said he was Scott. in a rubber room. And I'm, it's about you know, 1030. Have a great day, Scott. Hey, and listen, Neil, remember, yeah. thanks for breaking a story about the dead guy yesterday. This is Sonny Fox. I listen to Neil Rogers because I can hear the word asshole. New from the makers of Kotex, it's Vibratex. Vibratex. The super absorbency and convenience you expect from Kotex, but with three-speed vibrating action now that turns a week of mood swings, bloating, and cravings into a week of smiles, squeals, and shudders of delight. Vibratex. Each insert has a built-in mini vibrator powered by an Energizer watch battery that keeps going and going and going. Just pull the string to change speeds from to... Two. So the next time your special friend pays you a visit, put a smile on her face. From the makers of Kotex, it's Vibratex. Just look for the box that keeps jumping up and down on the shelf. 10.09 at 5.60 WQM. God, it's almost the end of the first hour already. Nice going, Scott. Appreciate the help. Anyway.
We almost have to do the first break now, you know what? I know. Let's go. And we were really pole intensive, man. We got poles up the butt. I guess a lot of you can relate to that. I think this is the hour that they only play the music in the background. We don't have to worry about the words. Right. On Playboy TV. Sounds are okay, right? Yeah, sure. What's wrong with that? Never read anything in the NEFCC memo. Well, if you memo. could see the picture that's on there right now, you'd, you'd uh, say, hey, I got a headache. I got to leave. At any rate, the poll yesterday, who's the coolest of them all? Which well-known person best defines the word cool? And did I have it or what? 1,139 votes. Had my thumb right on it. As usual, I had the wiener. Jack Nicholson, by almost 100 votes. 205 for Jack. Clint Eastwood, 108. Johnny Depp, 105. Hugh Hefner, 105. Bill Clinton, 103. Christopher Walken, 71. And look at that. Neil Rogers and Jim Mandich. All right. A flat-footed tie, which had 69 which I think there's something significant about that. 69 votes. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, no, and you no, want to know why? Because we're like partners. We're partners in crime in the 10 to 3 time slot. That must be it. Although Mad Dog went on there very late. So, you know, if he would have been on it early, he'd have... Uh, he, in fact, he just passed me 70 to 69. Uh, Robert De Niro, 59. George Carlin, 50. Snoop Doggy Dog, 41. Scott Farrell, 34. I'm surprised at that. Was I thought he was Mr. Cool. At least he does. George Rodriguez, 23. Michael Moore, 21. Joe Perry, 19. Steve Tyler, 17. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, Dennis Hopper, uh, 17. Uh, David Beckham, the soccer player, 13. And John Waters, 10 out of 1,142 votes. A lot of votes. A lot of votes. Mad Dog edges me out by one. I thought I was as cool as 42 pounds of elephant, steaming elephant excrement, wouldn't you think? Mm, steamy. That's how cool I am. So anyway, the Herald finally discovered that Don Cox passed away. We'll get to that. They got a story. Sun Sentinel knows nothing. Even though Muff told me he called Tom Jicka. What do you call him? An asshole. And I said, yeah, you know, Duff, for once you're right. Don Cox. Party. Yeah. Died in his sleep. Uh, say one thing. He was only 55. Yeah. But if you're going to go, that's the way to go. Wouldn't you agree with Show me? Show enough. Boy, I think that's everybody's desire. It's like just, just out of nowhere. Not, not to go through any kind of like serious illness ahead of time. Right. All kinds of pain. And just all of a sudden one day you don't wake up. Either that or explosion. I was thinking that could happen to somebody we know tomorrow. Absolutely. Gang rape is funny. Bobby, open the door. What do you want? What are you doing in there? Nothing. I know you're doing something. Leave me alone, old man. Well, little Bobby's up in his room logging onto his new Dell PC. Are you online again? Leave me alone. And he's downloading music from Casa and swapping it with his buddy. I don't want you doing anything illegal in there. I'm doing my homework. Well, he's got the new John Mayer and hasn't even hit the store. I hear music playing in there. But there was trouble when the federalities knocked on little Bobby's door. <laughs> Brooklyn Bridge, you would too. Now the tiny tot's in trouble and he's got no idea what he's done. It's just music. I didn't kill anybody. They treated him like he was Al Qaeda. Oh, chased him, son. 
is still stealing. Bobby is wrong. And a lesson to be learned is one you should know from the day you're born. I'm sorry. Maybe next time you listen to me. Don't get caught downloading music. Save your disc drive memory for porn. <laughs> 1018 at 560 WQAM. Happy Tuesday to you. So the bad news, which we passed along to you yesterday, but at least the Herald has got the story. Veteran South Florida disc jockey Don Cox passes away. Died in his sleep Monday morning in Atlanta, said friend and former colleague Kid Curry, program director of Power 96. Cox on the radio, as he was known, had been living with his mother. He was 55. That's depressing to me. Yep. That doesn't sound like a real party. Yeah. He he didn't wake up, Curry said. Hmm. Cox's gravelly voice. In fact, yeah. see, I don't think uh, probably Pharrell doesn't know who that was. But I think there's a little similarity there. I mean, Pharrell's more gravelly than anybody who's ever been on the air. But there's a little similarity, don't you think? Absolutely. Incoherent. Mm-hmm. Little booze. <laughs> a lot of booze. I, I don't think Pharrell shows up drunk. What's that? I mean, I don't know that for a fact. Cox's gravelly voice and sometimes body on-air persona made him a star DJ for three decades in South Florida. The Sun Sentinel, though, hasn't discovered he died yet, even though uh, Muff called Tom Jicka. Tom, you're an idiot. You continue having no interest in anything that's going on in the local area. It's all these puff pieces about network TV shows where they whine and dine your little bald ass out there in L.A. It's pathetic. It's tragic. I mean, when even a Herald beats you out by a whole edition, they got this whole story in there by Howard Cohen, good Jewish boy. Oi! Cox came to prominence in South Florida on Y100 in 1973 when the Johns dominated the top station's playlist. Elton John. Where did this come from? Elton John, John Denver, and Olivia Newton-John. What is that? Like I said, this Howard Cohen, man, I think he ate too many stale uh, uh, halavas. He worked briefly in Los Angeles at the height of disco in 1977. When disco died and urban rhythms arrived, Cox followed the beat back to South Florida. He returned to Y100, then to contemporary hit radio Power 96 in 1986. In 2001, he ended his South Florida tenure with a brief four-month stint at KISS FM, KISS Country. After throat surgery, WKIS chose not to renew his contract, and he moved to Georgia to care for his mother. It's always said when a friend who has so much talent and who is such a loving father and nice guy dies, Curry said in a phone interview from Power 96, the two had recently spoken, Curry said, and Cox sounded fine. He told him, Party. Yeah. I feel for his kids. It's just a shock, Curry said. Cox had two children and a stepdaughter with his fourth wife, March Cox. Cox was known for his on and off the air antics. He was the quintessential rock and roll DJ, said Bill Tanner. What? who as previous program director for Y100 in the 70s and Power 96 in the 80s, hired Cox at both stations. I heard that Tanner liked Cox. Perhaps yes. inspired by TV's wacky sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati, Tanner and Cox came up with a novel idea. The DJ would broadcast his first Power 96 show live from atop the former Coppertone billboard in North Miami Beach. Do you remember that? Nope. I don't either. Except that the mechanical arm that made the dog pull the little girl's blue bathing suit down conked Cox on the head, forcing the DJ off the air into the hospital. All right. He was always having things like that happening to him. He was such a character, Tanner said. Personal problems threatened to derail his career, however. In 1991, he was arrested for drunken driving, had his license suspended for six months. In 1986, this is the thing I was talking about yesterday. In 1986, he claimed he was beaten by four men who abducted him after his airshift on uh, former WINZ-FM, now Zeta. It used to be I-95, by the way, Howard, who you don't know what you're writing about. I-95. Uh, he didn't file a police report. I remember that very vividly. Let's see, 86. I was working at INZ on the AM. Okay. 
and uh, there was this whole strange thing about the uh, claim to be abducted and beaten up. Of course, he didn't have a scratch on him, which was kind of strange. Hmm. In 1980, he was charged with cocaine trafficking and served four months. Despite those setbacks, if you look back at the history of South Florida Radio, I think Don's name will always be remembered, said Adam Jacobson, editor with the L.A. Trade Magazine Radio and Records. He spoke to two generations of South Floridians. Everybody knows Cox on a radio. Anybody has been in town more than like five months? Right. Of course, this is going to get Mo upset. Oh, here's the story. All right. Thank goodness. All right. Going to get Mo upset. We're talking about dead people. In fact, I'm doing that whole series of polls, not the first one we're going to do today, but the whole series of polls, thanks to two things. Mike and Coconut Creek, who had a good poll a suggestion on a fax, and the fact that we know that uh, Mo gets apoplectic over the fact that we talk about dead people. I know one could be next, Mo. Absolutely. But at any rate, yeah, the last time we did that South Florida radio dead personalities thing, he went he went ballistic. And Why? the good news, speaking of all of that, the good news is, since he's so wild about the fact that everybody listens to this show and virtually nobody listens to his, is the fact that the trend, the ratings are coming out Thursday at 11.30 a.m. Oh! I think it's going to be gigantic. I rarely go out on a limb, you know? Right. I think it's going to be big because it's going to be June, July, and August, which is three months of us being back 10 to 2, three months of Pharrell as the lead in and being on as part of that morning show. I think we're going to kick some big, big, bloody ass. Even Roy never saw bloody ass like that. So here's the story. There is concern on the campus of the University of Miami this morning after police say a male student was sexually assaulted. Police said the teenage victim, who was accompanied by his parents, reported the assault to the University of Miami's Department of Public Safety Wednesday. Well, today's Tuesday, so this is almost a week it took this to get to Channel 10 News. Coral Gables, police sex crimes investigators, were called and began an investigation. Police say the teenager was showering in the men's locker room at the campus's wellness center on Tuesday when he was assaulted by an adult male. You yeah. don't think it could have been Clarence, do you? It says adult male. Oh. How about the beast? He's a big male. I'm trying to think of anybody who's a UN groupie who might be hanging around on campus lurking in the showers, <laughs> waiting for an opening. In the wake of the assault, university officials are beefing up security. See, it could be the beast. They're beefing up security. Administrators have also sent out emails alerting students about the attack. Student Allie Rubin says she won't be taking any chances when she goes to the gym. We're going to go together to the gym or else I'll just bring my towel with me or get dressed here, she said. I'm not going to use the locker room now. I mean, that's kind of scary. You go in there and do your own stuff and you get raped at it. That's messed up, said student Eric Firestone. Right now, the only details police are releasing about the attacker is that he's described as six feet tall with blonde hair. I guess that's not the beast. <laughs> oh. Investigators are asking anybody with information concerning this attack to call Crime Stoppers at 305-471-TIPS. 471-8477. 471-TIPS. Oh, that's not a play on words, is it? Oh, God. Well, it's just what it says here. I'm just doing my duty, man, to try to uh, alert for the mad rapist on the U of N campus. About six feet tall. Mo ain't no six feet tall. We don't think maybe bad. he wore his blonde piece that day, you know? That's a good point. Could be. Could have been the Mo man. Absolutely. He's bigger than that whole rape thing. Maybe he's just trying to get even now for always being on a receiving end. In fact, I asked Mad Dog, I said, if Mo had been a football player like you, or what position do you think he would have been? Wide receiver. <laughs> it's better to give than to receive. Just See, Mad Dog that. was a tight end. Mo, he says, would have been the wide receiver. 26 pass. Okay, here's the first poll today. The other one, and again, thanks to Mike and Coconut Creek, you've inspired me for a whole, for days on end. Which, let's face it, that's what this town is into. That's the meat and potatoes of this show of life. That is polls, man. We like our poll. Here's the first poll today, which will be up. Mo it's already up there. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. They've discovered it. 
and you win today so far. Who's the biggest nerd of them all? We did yesterday. Who's the uh, coolest? Who is the biggest nerd of them all? When you think of the word nerd, whose name pops into your mind? Adam Sandler was my vote. Rick Riley, Carrot Top, and Bill Gates. Those are the ones we have on there to start with. So far, Bill Gates got 14 votes of the first 26 who discovered the poll was up. Carrot Top, five. Adam Sandler, four. And Rick Riley's got three. Don't you think Rick Riley has a disadvantage because most people don't know who the hell he is anymore? Yes, that's right. Yeah. Well, we could play some bits. We could play. I just might be inspired to do that. 26 after 10 at 560 WQM. If you're looking for a really great new place to eat breakfast, lunch, or dinner, let me tell you about Vic and Irv's, one of the treasures for my hometown of Rochester, New York. I could throw a brick from where I'm sitting right now in Toronto across the lake to Rochester, right across Lake Ontario. Go do Vic it. Vic and Irv's has been around. I might just try it. Since 1934, they've been doing it right. They're located on Federal Highway just south of Broward Boulevard and the tunnel on the east side. Vic and Irv's is a flashback in time to what restaurants used to be before fast food, all that junk. Go in and enjoy a hamburger or a hot dog served the old-fashioned way, hot, fresh, and fast. Vic and Irv's was brought to Fort Lauderdale by the same guys feeding you cheeburger, cheeburger. Vic and Irv's uses the same fresh, 100% ground chuck meat as cheeburger, cheeseburger, and offers an incredible quarter-pound hot dog, too, a big, fat one. What makes Vic and Irv's different from anybody else in town? Their burgers and dogs are served with Vic's signature meat sauce poured on top, giving you a combination of flavors available no place else in town. It'll make your kishki sing. If you're looking for something else to try, Vic and Irv's has got lots of great dishes. they got a great breakfast menu, omelets cooked to order, French toast, pancakes, all your favorite good stuff. Go by Vic and Irv's and see what all the talk is all about and why it was so popular in Rochester for a, a coon's age. Vic and Irv's, they're on Federal Highway just south of the Broward Boulevard and the tunnel on the east side. And be sure and tell them that old Rochester and Neal sent you by to Vic and Irv's. Got out WQAL. Where the faggot is. Oh. Hey, have you seen the show? Have you seen the show? Where everyone's in the know. To win all the games, to win all the games, learning everyone's name, and everyone's name. But he don't have a clue that it's not true, he'll go down in flames. When he finds out it'll be a shock, national laughing stock here. But nobody will see, nobody will see, cause it's not spicy here. He's such a gullible, simple sap, caught in a booby trap Now, do you think that's kind of like a uh, silent tribute there to John Ritter? I say silent because it doesn't say anything about Three's Company. But we get it. But we all get it. Don't we get it? Yeah. Good. And if you don't get it, too bad. By the way, Scott better get paid starting uh, next week, Scott Jr. We have this big controversy going on. i got so much other crap going on here, I don't want to leave that out. But the Beasleys are trying to, like, play fast and loose with our emotions on this show. Always try to give us as little as possible. Always try to... Give us as uh, nothing because that first of all, we don't. Old man, we, yeah, we don't do a sports show. That's number one. So we're small potatoes. And number two, well, they're paying Neil all of that money. Well, they're paying Neil all that money because I'm making them millions of dollars. That's why they're paying me all that money. It has nothing to do with anything. If they weren't paying zillions of dollars for the broadcast rights for all these damn sports teams, most of which nobody cares about, including even the great Marlins, uh, then uh, maybe they wouldn't have uh, such a tight budget. You know, with all the money that they're billing, 
Oh, we're the number one biller in the market. Yeah, well, how come you're so goddamn cheap? That's the question everybody wants to know with all these budget cuts. Take care of Scott, okay, Clarence, and quit taking a lot of crap from Greg. Greg's excuse yesterday was he was all busted up about his good buddy Don Cox passing away. Always got some excuse, you know. Do you really believe that? Do I believe it? Does anybody believe that? Well, no. I mean, Kid Curry was a lot tighter with Don Cox than uh, Greg Reed ever will be, even though uh, Greg tried to rehab him there with that kiss, uh, kiss FM thing. But in the meantime, I, I saw Kid Curry came to work yesterday, didn't he? No. He did. Sure they did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. See? Misinformation again. Just another excuse. They're just stonewalling you, Scott. I told you that all along. They're just delaying and delaying, and they're hoping you're just stupid enough to keep showing up without getting paid. Well, uh, we've, we've come to the, the fork in the road. We've come to that line drawn in the sand. And I'll tell you one thing, if there's nobody sitting in that room next week, you sure as heck can't do both things. You can't be in two places no. at the same time. I can't be in three places at the same time. So we could have, like, uh, just the audio from Playboy TV. And uh, no spots. I'll be sure to won't get on. Right. You know, I could just load them all up. She's one... sucking her own fingers. Ooh. I beg your pardon? I could load them all up in one giant break. Yeah, we could just take one giant break each hour. I'm sure the clients would like that real good. Yeah, your spot's going to be one uh, kind of like on the Howard Sperm Show, one out of about 500 spots in a row. 16 times 4 is, is 64. 64. Right. So, 64. So just the first hour is all the spots. <laughs> oh, my. Oh. And then that's we the way to do it. Show. Get him some money, okay? The amount of money we're talking about is so embarrassingly little. That's uh, that's the really uh, sad part sure, of it. If we're talking know, about real money, I mean, we're talking <laughs> peanuts. Nobody told him that yet. Of course, they might have to pawn the banjo over there in Naples to get the money to pay Scott. <laughs> That'll never oh, happen. Oh, Paul Schaefer, this is an excellent choice for our point. poll today. Paul Schaefer, how do we leave him out? I can't stand him. Although he has a wife, you know, and he's uh, heterosexual, but he's one of the faggiest, nerdiest people I've ever seen. Paul Schaefer. Good People, one. you would, that, you know, that's another great poll for someday. Don't let me forget it. Write it down. People who you think, how do you word it? Or think are gay, but it turns out that at least they're married or something like that. Which doesn't prove we'll it. We'll figure it out. We got time. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Sure. People like Paul Schaefer, people like Rob Lowe, people like uh, Tom Cruise, people uh, that just generally everybody straight, thinks is a fag. Straight people who you are sure are gay. We can put straight in quotes. Okay, well, I'll, I'll work on the wording. You're not too good on the wording. Non-specific terrorism rumor unsettles Miami. And you didn't even hear about this, did you? No, I didn't. Should I be worried? Well, you don't live in Miami. Well, you're like right on the borderline. Be afraid. Exactly. The Miami Police Department yesterday alerted the public to the possibility of a terrorist attack in a move city and police officials said was designed to allay the fears of some residents and business owners who were alarmed by rumors of an attack this week. I only pass this along as information. We don't want to get anybody panicky. <laughs> In a warning issued late yesterday afternoon, police said the FBI had received a threat last week and passed it on to authorities in Miami. Although the FBI did not consider the threat credible, police spokesman Delrish Moss said the department took it seriously. We got... What did I do? They have that on the trees. Delrish Moss? Yeah. Oh, it's an Australian variety. They imported it along with the bufo toads from South America. We got information from the FBI during the latter part of the week that we should be extra cautious in the greater Miami area specifically downtown, because they had gotten non-specific, non-confirmed information that warranted them giving us a threat warning, Moss said. They weren't able to give us anything specific. I wonder if he's kin to Randy Moss. Moss said the threat mentions a possible terrorist attack for today, Wednesday, or Thursday. As a precaution, he said, police became more active over the weekend but did not inform the public of the threat. 
We decided we'd step our, uh, up our efforts in the, uh, just in the abundance of caution and not do anything to alert or alarm the public because we didn't have anything to give them, Moss said. We won't go into specifics about what the extra steps are because we don't want to give away our plans. The threat received by the FBI was reported by a person outside of Miami, said Judy Orwella, FBI spokeswoman in Miami. Field agents in Miami did not investigate the claim, she said. Orwella said she didn't know whether FBI or another agency had investigated the tip, but that FBI headquarters said it wasn't credible. <sighs> Wow. Don't you feel better now? No. We passed the information on even though we deemed the information not credible, Orwella said. Everything is taken seriously pretty much nowadays, just in case. Just in an abundance of caution. By Monday, word of the potential terrorist activity in downtown Miami had begun to spread so much that police began receiving calls from alarmed downtown business people. Moss said he'd heard some businesses were evacuated, but police were not involved. How do you like that? Some businesses were, were evacuated. How come we didn't look out like that? Because you're not in Miami, you're like almost at the Broward Line. You could run from there to the Broward Line. No, <laughs> find me. The alert issued late in the day said the department would take extra precautionary measures over the next three days to ensure public safety. Police asked Miami residents to go about their everyday activities, said they did not recommend that anyone alter their daily routine. However, however, <laughs> the alert asked residents to remain vigilant to terrorist activity and report suspicious persons or activity to law enforcement. Okay? Remain vigilant. City Commissioner Joe Sanchez, who first learned of the threat yesterday afternoon, said the police absolutely, absolutely did the right thing. Any threat should be taken seriously, Sanchez said. What happens if you don't put out the advisory and something happens that burns us? We don't want to do that. In other words, Joe is saying they, we covered our ass. It burns. It burns, right. Ouch. Such terror-related tips, plentiful since the 9-11 attacks, often prove to be without merit, Orwella said. They think they're doing the right thing, she said to the Miami Police warning. You want to err on the side of caution. But nobody get panicky. Because it just uh, don't have no credibility. But it could be today, tomorrow, or Thursday. But probably not. I think we should evacuate the building just to be on the safe side. I think we should just evacuate. Big one. Too late. Everybody take a big dump. Yeah, I already did mine. You already done yours. Right. How about Scott? Scott probably can't afford to take a dump because he's not eating these days. <laughs> well, you can't eat very much when you can't uh, got no uh, two nickels to rub together. When you're not getting paid by a bunch of cheap rednecks. God. It's it's scary. And this business that they told Pharrell to shut up about it, well, what kind of crap is that? You know, he actually, for all the uh, bluster he gives out, he's at least intelligent enough to know when to back off a little. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He's got that survival thing now after getting canned many, many times. Absolutely. <laughs> Cholesterol-lowering drugs. Remember I told you this? Who was that Dr. Macaulay Culkin, the Kilmer or whatever his name is? Yes. That great book about uh, folic acid and the B vitamins and homocysteine. And I know my homo, man. Well, that probably was the best book on health I've ever read. I'm not going to go into this because I know it's very boring, but I'm just passing it along for your information. So we'll put some Playboy music in the background just to make it a little more titillating, okay? Cholesterol-lowering drugs may do more harm than good. That's a new British Columbia study. A big thing on the papers here this morning about it. Probably in the papers there, maybe, right behind the obits. Cholesterol, that's like Zocor and Lovastatin. What is it? Lovastatin and uh, what are the other ones? Mevacor. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you, you see them on TV all the time. They're spending billions of dollars peddling this crap. Just like my doctor, my doctor Dick was uh, having me take that Zocor, which then I read the side, the side effects. I said, I don't think so. And I read that book by Macaulay Kilmer Culkin, whatever his name was. What's the name of that book? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's down there somewhere. But at any rate, uh, he said that these uh, drugs are all very, that the side effects are much, 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 much more dangerous. In addition to which, it's not the cholesterol that kills you. It's the uh, bad cholesterol. It's the homo, it's the uh, homo, uh, what is it, ever, ever it is. Yeah, Homocysteine. That. The homo levels in your system. I'm telling you right now. 
But this is just another scam by the pharmaceutical companies to sell all these so-called statin drugs. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just I, don't stop taking it if you're taking it based on my account. But you might want to do a little reading on this today, okay, and find out that these uh, another one of those areas. Don't get panicky, but when in doubt, check it out before you pop another one of those things in your puss. Ten forty-one at five sixty WQAM. We'll add some names to today's poll. We got this other series of polls. I'm going to read Mike's facts from Coconut Creek when we come back, and then explain to you this other thing we're going to be doing, just mainly to piss off Mo. Absolutely. Because he gets psychotic over the fact we have this gigantic listening audience talking about dead people. Well, you'll never guess, Mo, who they'd like to have on the list next. I'll give you 4,000 guesses, and the first 3,999 don't count. 18 till 11 at 560 WQM, we got the Mad Dog, the highly popular, the wildly popular Jim Mandage. All right. 2 to 4 this afternoon, the Mad Dog. Hank Goldberg, 4 to 630, the Humper, with the Rob Conrad Hour, 5 to 6. You got 630 Marlins on Dreck. Big game, probably the biggest game of the season, I would say, wouldn't you, Scott? Absolutely. Absolutely. The whole series, as a matter of fact. What about this one? You take them one at a time. The Marlins have a game and a half lead in the wild card on the Phillies, but they're in Philadelphia tonight, 7.05. If they win that, they're in good shape. Eddie K at 10 after the baseball game. Joe and Mark overnight, 2 to 5 in the a.m. Thursday at 11.30 in the morning, the trends come out. It's going to be a pressure pack. You've got to be able to smell the, the aroma of gigantic stools from coast to coast when that, those numbers come out. You know what? Don't you think? I think. And then, of course, the month following that, like late in October, when the whole summer book comes out, holy crap, man. Woo. Wow. When the hour by hour, there's going to be a shower of power. And it's going to be right in there. Somebody's going to flip his piece. By now, you've been hearing me talk for a long time for a coon's age about laminates or us and how laminate wood flooring from laminates or us is the easy, the smart, the low-maintenance alternative to very, very expensive natural wood flooring. Laminates R Us is the best place for you to find laminated wood flooring from Peridor, Pergo, Wilson Art, Uniflooring, and Quickstep. They got all the top names in the universe all installed by Pergo certified installers, too. Here's another reason why I'd be calling Laminates R Us. Their prices are so low, they'll absolutely floor you. It'll put your ass right on the floor. Right now, you can get their September kickoff special for just $1,995. That's absolutely correct, sir and ma'am. Just $1,995 gets you up to 380 square feet of beautiful laminate wood flooring. Unbelievable. And Laminates R Us will match any legitimate written offer, too. For a free in-home estimate, call Laminates R Us toll-free at 1-877-777-3330. I'm trying to get their attention, see? Oh, yeah. Get to call them toll-free at 1-877-777-3336. What could be easier? They give you free carpet disposal, free furniture moving, a 25-year warranty, and years and what? years of beautiful, easy-care laminate wood flooring. Call Laminates R Us today and tell them that a horny old Neil told you to call 1-877-777-3336. Seven 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 thirty three thirty six. Live and local. We are Sports Radio five sixty QAM. Holy Mackinac! This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Ozzy Osbourne, Fox, NFL audition, take one. Hello, sports fans. I'm Ozzy Osbourne, the prince of f***ing football. This year looks like it's going to be exciting in the NFL. One team to definitely watch out for are the Green Bay Packers. Cut, Ozzy, uh, that's Packers. What? Packers, Green Bay Packers. Not Packers? Uh, okay, okay. Uh, okay, okay. Can we start again? Can we start it over? Cue the music. In the AFC Central, you have to watch out for the upstart Cleveland Browns. Browns? What the f*** is a Brown? 
had how, how about those New England guys? The fucking Patriots or something like that. That reminds me of when I was growing up in England, right near Birmingham. We were a poor family. Ozzy, uh, stick to the script if you can, please. Uh, fuck you, I'm the prince of fucking football. Cut. Cut. Shun. Uh, tape is rolling. In the NFC, you have to like the Falcons, the Bears, the Panthers, and Lions. Jesus Christ, I feel like I'm... In line at the fucking zoo with all these fucking falcons and panthers and shit. Is this football or mutual of Omaha's wild fucking kingdom? Cut it! That's all that's on the cue card, man. What, what do you want me to do about it? Uh, just wrap it up, Ozzy. That's all for this week. I'm Ozzy Osbourne, the prince of fucking football. Ten forty eight at five sixty WQM. Those are some really nifty bleeps yeah, on that, that one. That too, last one there was. No, uh, no, I, I listened to it about several times. Yeah. About thirty, man. Trust me, it's in there. It's it was in perfect. There. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had this fax from Mike in Coconut Creek. Mike, you made my whole week. Thanks, amigo. You're the best. It says with the passing of Don Cox, which the Sentinel had nothing about, of course, and you're right. It brings to the forefront the poll you did on dead South Florida personalities, the one that pissed Mo off so bad. Absolutely. That poll was like an omen. Why not do a completely comprehensive dead people poll and post the names on your website? Thanks, Mike of Coconut Creek. Well, Mike of Coconut Creek you inspired me not for one poll, because anybody could do that. But we can kill like days and days with this stuff, like we do those great music polls. Remember right. those days, of course, those sure. heady days? One hit wonder. So what we're going to do is, let's see, we got I uh, got four different categories of dead people, and then we'll figure out your best. Then we'll have like a dead runoff, a dead people's runoff next Monday. Okay? Okay. I think this is great. What's wrong with like uh, liking dead people, even though especially because it pisses off Mo so much, we might get record-breaking totals on there just to show Mo that we hate his old crusty ass. We're not knocking them. them too. We're, we're celebrating these people. We're celebrating these people's existence, okay? You live, you do your thing, and then you die. And when people remember you enough to uh, send their very best and say, hey, that was a pretty good guy or uh, whoever. You notice we aren't getting any women on here, though. It just dawned on me when I said good guy. Because we're not saying man. But anyway, yeah. we're dividing it into four categories. Politics, actors, musicians, and famous others. Right. Actors including like music, TV, anything. Uh, famous others could be uh, like inventors. Right. Tom Scientists, Edison. Uh, heroes, George Eastman. Random heroes. Uh, ben Franklin. Right. Eli, uh, what, uh, what, Elias uh, Howe. Eli Whitney. Eli Whitney. Um, wasn't Ben Franklin a politician, though? What did Eli? Well, he could be neither one. What was Elias Howe? What did he invent? The uh, sewing machine? Uh, I don't know. I mm -hmm. thought that was Singer. He's, he was a singer? Well, I guess he'll have to be under uh, musicians. <laughs> no, seriously. What did Elias Howe invent? Eli Whitney invented the uh, cotton mill, the gin mill. Cotton gin. Cotton gin. And what about Eli Howe? Well, we'll figure I it out. Know. We'll get to that. Somebody see, that's not for today anyway. That, that one's for uh, Friday. So the one we're going to do later today, who is your favorite dead political figure? Now, of course, you realize that there are like zillions of names that can go on here, which is the idea. It's great. It makes it easy for you folks out there because we realize that, especially in the dog days of summer, it's like the end of summertime, that people have got no material. There's nothing going on. Right. And as a result, this makes it so easy for our callers. Now, people are sending in um, faxes for that gay poll that we don't have worded yet. Do you want me to hang yeah. on to them? Or, uh, no, no, no. That's, that's, for another, <laughs> that's for another day. All right, God, we've got polls up the ass here today, man. Rectum. Wow. I'll make a pile of these. Okay, before we get to this, there are a couple of things. Now, what was the first one that just escaped me? It was so goddamn important. Oh, man, you did it to me. I had something like earth-shaking that I was going to do, but my Alzheimer's interfered and I forgot. 
U.S. nowhere near capturing bin Laden. I think this is worth uh, passing along. Two years after the 9-11 attacks on New York and Washington, the U.S. is not even close to apprehending chief suspect Osama bin Laden, Newsweek magazine reports. In this week's issue of the magazine, citing U.S. Defense Department officials said the U.S. had few clues to bin Laden's whereabouts, and Army officers believed they'd have to be very lucky to capture him. That doesn't sound too uplifting, does it? No. Unable to infiltrate al-Qaeda, U.S. officials said bin Laden had stopped using satellite telephones and landmines, making him even more difficult to capture. Months after El Presidente said he wanted Bush, uh, wanted bin Laden dead or alive. The officials also noted that with the U.S. occupied in Iraq and Pakistan's President Purvez Musharraf worried about militant Islamists, there are no large-scale military units trying to track bin Laden down. And yada, yada, yada. Newsweek said military officials were also worried about whether they had enough troops for current tasks, giving declining reenlistments by uh, frustrated reservists and National Guardsmen. The article said officials were worried resources had been taken away from Afghanistan to support Iraq operations, and this had lost the vital U.S. intelligence in Afghanistan. From the beginning, we effed up, said one-fifth uh, group officer who fought in Afghanistan. From the beginning, we effed up, he said. How do you like that? Yeah. There you go. But we had to have this uh, Operation Iraqi uh, Freedom bullcrap, okay, so that we could, like, thin things out, water things down. In the meantime, weakened us dramatically in the supposed war on terror that's supposed to be saving all of our asses. You keep forgetting. What's that? It's worth it. Oh. So, yeah, I guess to the people, I guess to Halliburton and Bechtel. Yeah. Well. And to a bunch of dicks in uh, control of the country. Oh, guess who else died? Now, you're not going to know who this is. Boca Bryan will know, and he's going to be very upset if he doesn't know this already. Who? Now, you're not going to know either. Mike Stokey. He died? Do you have any idea who that is? Absolutely not. No, of course no. not. 1940s TV hosted. I'm telling you, people are dying, man. It's bad. People are dying like flies. They're dropping all over the place. Mike Stokey, who's pioneering 1940s TV show Pantomime Quiz, brought Hollywood stars to the small screen or in one of the six original Emmy statuettes. His died. He was 84. God, I would have thought he'd been a lot older than that, like about 120. Mr. Stokey died Sunday in Vegas following a long illness, said his daughter Susie Stokey. I wonder if they're kin to the Stokey people at the um, rest stops. Love their taffy. Oh, I love their peanut brittle. Oh, don't you like the uh, candy at peanut? It'll just rot your teeth out, man. Pecan logs. Oh, yeah, I like it in my teeth on one of them logs. <laughs> Panama Quiz literally introduced Hollywood to the TV industry, Mr. Stokey told the Times in 1998. Half a century after he first was host of the show, I had star after star make their TV debut. Marilyn Monroe, Jack Webb. People were totally fascinated. They'd never seen these big, tall figures except in the theater. Here they were actually laughing and joking like real human beings. The program, renamed Stump the Stars in the 1960s, began in Hollywood on KTLA in 1948. A year later, went national on CBS. It remained in production on various networks, NBC, Dumont ABC, and in syndicated form until 1970. When the Emmy Awards were launched, nominees were limited to programs produced in Los Angeles County and carried on one of the area's four stations. Only six trophies were handed out. Mr. Stokey was nominated for Outstanding Personality but lost to a KTLA colleague, ventriloquist Shirley Dinsdale. He did receive an Emmy for producing the most popular program, Panamon Quiz, which won out over nine other nominees. The show's format was simple. Two teams with four celebrities each played charades suggested by home viewers. One celebrity acted out the charade. Three teammates had to describe within two minutes the team identifying the charade in the shortest time on. Uh, Hans Conried was on that show. You remember him? Who? You don't remember Hans Conried? Uh, no. How about Hermione Gingold? Just from you. And uh, then there was the little French guy. Now, that one's going to stump me. Boca Bryan's going to have to... Uh, Facts or calling. What the hell was his name? Pepe Le Pew. Toulouse La Trax. No. The little French guy. He was also on the Days of Our Lives briefly. He was actually on a soap opera. He's got to be dead by now. Robert Clary? 
That's him. How do you know that? Thank you very much. Because of the days of our lives. Oh, Scott watches soap operas. Oh. No, I watched Hogan's Heroes. Now, oh, he was also on that too. But yeah. how? But how did you know who I was talking about? He just named the only French guy he could. Pretty much. I think he's been watching them soap operas. Well, they don't pay me to do anything else. But you know that that's that's a good open because now Duff and Clarence will really go to bat for it. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. Gordon gives South Florida a major blowjob. Coming up tonight on Inside the Behind the True Hollywood Celebrity Music Biography Profile Story. He began his career in the first transvestite rock group. Then he dressed normally and became Buster Poindexter. Well, I got the idea for Buster Poindexter when I uh, put together this new combo. Buster Poindexter was actually David Johansson, former frontman for the 1970s cross-dressing punk band, the New York Dolls. So, I'd be Buster, you know, with uh, the big hair doing everything. And Yeah, yeah, and that's great, David, but if I might get back to the cross-dressing thing... Look, 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 that was a long time ago, all right? I mean, with, like, silk drawers on, you're... Your thing feels kind of different. Come on, dude. I mean, it's kind of hanging there free, right? Rubbing up against the fabric so you're always sporting wood, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. I really don't remember. Like hell you don't remember. Like anyone could ever forget the first time they put on a beautiful lace teddy. It's like knowing where you were in 9-11 or when Kennedy was shot. Will you lay off the women's clothing stuff? I mean, take the bra that snaps out the front. When I put that on and then I get my wife to tear it off me, holy sh**, what a turn on. It was like I understood what it was like for a woman in that moment as the snap is pulled violently apart and my breasts are, well, there's no other way to put it, liberated. The only thing that even comes close is pantyhose. Oh, the way that stretch fabric just grips your nutsack. My God! All right, this interview is over. Hey, wh wh where are you going? I mean, look, it doesn't mean we're gay or anything. Uh, oh, well. It's a... Big, juicy, sopping wet look at show business. Tonight and inside the behind. Oh, oh, just a second. <laughs> Slipped out of the stall. Ah. 1101 at 560 WQM. The thing I kept forgetting in that first hour to mention is that, uh, you know, generally when hurricanes are coming across the Atlantic and you're in Florida, that's when you get real nervous about it. Right. Well, Hurricane Isabel ain't going to be anywhere near Florida. And guess where they're now predicting all the models are showing the ass end of it is going to come through upstate New York and right here oh. in Toronto, baby. Right in Ontario. I mean, nothing real heavy duty except a lot of rain and wind and things like that. And I figure, why the hell not? We had SARS, we had the bad meat, mm -hmm. we had the blackout. Why the hell not have a little hurricane? Oh, speaking of uh, hurricanes, this fact, I think they may have their finger on it. You want to know why? It says, tall blonde person at the U of M going around squirting guys. You left out Joe Zagacki. Isn't he blonde? Not only is he blonde, but we do know that. Joe Zagacki sucks, okay? Okay. See? Yeah, he's not so tall, though. Oh, that's right. He's not no six feet tall. He's about three feet. He's like a munchkin. If you took George and Maddie Bell and Joe Zagacki and put them on each other's shoulders, they still wouldn't make five feet. We'd have six. Oh, look at this. Uh, here's somebody from Weston who says, oh, yeah, what the hell happened to the Herald? Yeah, they're trying to revamp the Herald so nobody knows what it is anymore. They're try like trying to do a disguise. After a hundred years of mediocrity, they're trying to change the way it looks. It's still a piece of crap. Although at least they had the story on Don Cox dying, which is more than I can say for the scum sentinel. God, Jick, there's no embarrassment factor there, is there? No. No, and he's talking about how I'm going to keep my touch on the uh, local pulse of what's going on in South Florida <laughs> from Toronto and Amsterdam and around the goddamn rest of the world. Who are you kidding, Tom? Man. Christ almighty motors. Anyway, this guy from Weston says the poll question could read, Who is your favorite straight guy with a queer eye? I like that. Mm-hmm. 
Don't you? Because, sure. I mean, that's like in. It's hip and cool, we, man, we like uh, like Mo. It's hip and cool. Huh? <laughs> oh. Oh, so let me, I'm going to stick that underneath. We're pining up the poles. Thank you very much. See, the audience is coming through for me. I guess they figure I'm getting old and feeble, which they're right. But I like that. Poll ideas. We like them. I mean, look, it's not easy, as you well know, no. every goddamn day to come up with something different and exciting since this has become like the centerpiece of the show as opposed to like sitting here begging for phone calls for somebody in South Florida to have something meaningful to say, which they're never going to do, no. maybe once in a lifetime. I'm finding that out quick. Right. We better add to this uh, list here. Who's the biggest nerd of them all? We got a bunch of votes, over 100. We got uh, 130. But let's uh, add some names on there. It might be a little more enticing to the audience. Here's Kendall. Hello. Why are you so miserable? Uh, okay. Have a nice day, asshole. Here's Orlando. Hello. Woody Allen is a nerd. Woody Allen's an excellent <laughs> nerd. Nervous, nervous, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that was beautiful. Woody Allen. See, that's the kind. That was actually on line nine, a real call, as opposed to the mouth breather that we started out with. And his other 85 lines. You're an idiot, man. You're an imbecile. But have a nice day. We like you. Actually, I do like him. You know what? You want to know why? Why? He's obsessed with this program. Obsessed. Oh, yeah. He is. This this show is his life. When I hang up the microphone, man, that guy's going to go to the top of the uh, World Trade Center where it used to be and jump off. It's not good anymore, though, pal. No, seriously, this guy's a lunatic. Certifiable. He ain't the only one. Well, but he's he's right at the moment. He's the number one. There's not even anybody close. No, there is, but I don't want to say his name. Oh, here's oh. <laughs> no, not no. Not even him. No. Somebody I don't know about. You're gay. Oh, Reverend Jones. You don't want to say his name. No. No, he no this no Reverend Jones isn't the one. Who are you he, talking about? Yeah, Reverend Jones calls no. several times a day. No, not like this guy, though. All right. Because at least Reverend Jones doesn't get on the air several times a day. This guy does because Scott isn't getting paid. He's not going to work so hard to try to screen the call. If you pay. Oh, and let me just also say this about Scott. Uh-oh. No, no, seriously. I mean, uh, the fact that he's not getting paid, are they fooling anybody in there? And in, uh, in uh, accounting and programming, they're not fooling anybody. It's on the air. Everybody knows about it. Scott Farrell's audience knows it. My audience knows it. It sounds to me like uh, illegal child labor or something like that. Sweatshop. How old's Scott? About 14? Right. Yeah, lie a little bit. Does anybody care, though? What do you Oh, don't no, see, now you're starting to, like, lose it. Don't start sounding sorry. defensive like you want us to feel sorry for you, okay? That's bad, because we don't feel sorry for anybody. We had the, we had that with a previous one, okay? Yeah, our, our With Mr. My Life is Una Problema Grande. Oh, no, I got, I got my soap operas here. I'm fine. No, that's right. <laughs> no, that was very good, though, Robert Clary. I'm, that was excellent. Here's a great fax from John. With a phony name here that's very funny. Uh, I think it's phony. It says, yesterday, I wish I would have heard this. Don't you? Uh-huh. Yesterday, Jim Maddich came out of a break during a show complaining that there's no way a show can survive when you have to wait through a nine-minute break like he does. After cursing and raving for about three minutes, he concluded that this was indeed the reason that the first team eventually failed, and the new morning show was total Schmidt. Oh, I wish I would have heard that. Absolutely. All right, Mad Dog. In conclusion, it is this writer's opinion that the scumbags who run WQA make Bob Hamilton for Magic 102.7 and Afterbirth Ass Kisser, who's a cabana boy for Jefferson Pilot Radio Humpheads, an effing genius. Your thought? I would say you are... Absolutely correct, sir. Excellent facts, John. Thank you. Keep uh, keep the facts coming. That's uh, right on top of it. I wish I would have heard that. Mad Dog going crazy. Maybe there's a tape. Oh. Hmm. About his long commercial breaks and how the first team got side, uh, sandbagged with that. And about how the morning show... See, I wonder how Moa can handle that, knowing that the guy he's sitting next to... Of course, it, it, it's true with anybody. 
he has to handle the fact that no matter who he's sitting next to, that person hates him like poison. Yeah, so he must be used to it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah, I never thought about that before, but when it happens all the time. And look at that, they're just sitting around eating breakfast so far. Here's a North Miami, hello. Hey, Neil. Um, yes, sir. What, what about Bill Gates? What about Bill Gates? He's leading the votes with 64, thank you. Well, he may have tuned in late. Bill Gates is on the list. We've got a short list. We're expanding it. The biggest nerd of all. Gates, 64. Carrot Top, 39. Paul Schaefer, 17. Rick Riley, 16. Adam Sandler, 11 out of 147 votes. We'd have a lot more if we get to these calls and put some other names on here, damn it. But we're busy with more important things like... I can see myself living. Oh. Yeah, once, they, once they start talking, right, I get real yeah. nervous on that button, you know, because God only knows what kind of is going to blurt out of their mouth. I know what's going to go into their mouth. I'm not sure what's going to blurt out. Really? Where's what? Carl Gables? Hello. I think Asian farts more the worst. No, okay, good. Good for you. And by the way, I think Chinese are right in there, too. Really? That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm sniffing. I'd have thought they'd have uh, antiseptic kind of farts. No, it's the dim sum. <laughs> Here's Miami. Hello. <laughs> Miami, buenos dias. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I just uh, heard you mention that Don Cox died. I, I missed that. What happened? What was the deal on that? He died in his sleep. He was 55. He was up in Georgia caring for his ill mother, and he uh, just didn't wake up wow. yesterday morning. I'm sorry to hear that. Me too. Um, anyway, uh, take care. Have a good day. I just want and you too. Have a good day. Well, I won't have such a good day now because he just found out about it. I don't hear any calls about uh, Cox on the radio, by the way. It's typical South Florida, you sure. heartless bastards. No, seriously. I mean, this isn't somebody who was on a hundred years ago. This is a guy who was on uh, just about every station in town. He was on right. very popular radio stations. He was on Power 96 fairly recently. He was on Kiss very recently. Mm -hmm. And uh, he left his mark on a, on a market. You know, he was a goofball in many ways. He was on that Kendall Toyota infomercial, that awful show. I mean, uh, nothing. Not even a G. Uh, I mean, this, at least this guy that we just talked to, at least he sounded a little bit uh, remorseful, you know. Right. But you work your ass. I can just see, man, when I croak in a week or two, I can just see it. Neil who? Yeah, right. Front page, right, maybe front page of the funny page or something like that. There was nothing. That's the South Florida effing way. They just don't appreciate anything. They give nothing in return. They just take and take and take and take. What do you got? I beg your pardon? So we can take. Oh, I see. What have I got for you? I got this. Free. You want another one? Mm, Chinese. No extra charge. If it's free, it's for me. Right. Oh, you know the rim man, too, huh? Here's Deerfield. Hello. Hello? Yes, sir. What we have here is a failure. Failure to uh, get this asshole off the phone, right? He must be the boyfriend of the whispering guy. It's not the same guy. Sure. Here's Delray Beach. Hello? Neil, God? Yes, sir. Speaking. Neil, can I ask for Mike Lupica on your poll? A nerd? Yes, big time. A, a nerd or a dead politician? Yeah, let's see. The nerd sports writer. Okay, he definitely is a nerd. You're right. Thank you. And have a great day. Thank you. That's a good suggestion. You don't know who that is. I do. Scott knows. Yeah, he's from New York. He's a columnist, and he is a nerd. New York sports columnist who's on at the ESPN show on Sunday mornings, and he sits around at round table. In fact, they got Dick Schaap's body still propped up on there, which I think is very disrespectful. <laughs> you remember the time Dick Schaap called our show on IOD, George? Yes. When uh, That was back when they were cranking. There was somebody in the building, somebody in the sports department who was cranking us, and they were they had the list of all the sports numbers from all the different uh, broadcasters and so on. And they, they would leave messages for, like, Dick Schaap and these other people. Oh, call the Neil Rogers show at such and such a time, and Neil wants to talk to you. And they would call, like, out of the blue, and I'd say, what the hell are you calling for, you know? <laughs> right. Right? I remember that. And then, of course, Dick Schaap was on the show, and then he died. So probably not a lot of other people are going to do that. Not Let's see. 
apple pie-eating nerd poster child, Sean Hannity. That's an excellent choice that somebody just faxed in. Outstanding. Let me write that on the right-hand side of my column here. Sean Hannity, apple pie-eating nerd poster child. Excellent. Thank you very much. What have we got so far? Bill Gates in a safe lead. That was your choice. Adam Sandler, which is my choice. Can't win them all. I had Jack Nicholson yesterday. You can't win them all. Because it looks to me like Sandler's on the bottom, ain't he? No, Woody Allen. Well, Woody just went up there. <laughs> no Woody Allen just went up. We don't have Mike Lupica or Sean Hannity on there as yet. I hope it's not as right. yet. As Mo would say, not as yet. The U of M hasn't pulled their games from the station as yet because we have that racist, obnoxious, loudmouth, Jew bastard fag on in middays. Remember the, those days? Oh yeah. Oh boy, do you remember that crap when he was trying to like plant the seeds <laughs> of my demise? Didn't work out too well, Mo. And guess what? I don't have to blackmail a radio station into extending my contract. Twelve minutes after eleven at five sixty WQM. If you're underpaid, overworked, like poor Scott there, who's just being treated like some kind of a lemming, like some kind of an appendage, how'd you like to have a new high-paying career before the end of the year? Pick up the phone and call our good paisans at Fast Train toll free at one eight six six Fast Train. They can have you trained and certified before year's end. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow like wild. There's no better time than right now to get you a new high-paying computer career. Fast Train offers job placement assistance, convenient day, evening, weekend schedules. And don't forget, like I keep telling you, there are six Florida locations, four in South Florida, so there's bound to be a fast train near where you live. Fast Train offers financial assistance for guys who qualify, too. So call Fast Train today, toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Say goodbye to that dead-end job and that crap old boss. Say goodbye to that measly paycheck and get yourself a real big fat one and a paycheck, too. Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com and then call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Our phone conversation, I talked to Peter North the other day. He tells me your real name is Neil Down, and he still ain't interested. Squirt, squirt.
Thank you so much. How could we forget the obvious Ross Piro out of sight, out of mind? I guess, huh? Ross Piro, the ultimate nerd. You're right. Get him on there right away, please. Only Larry King, only the Schlockmeister could have foisted some crap like that uh -huh. over on the public. All we got to do is roll up our sleeves and dust off them old studies and do do do. Just roll up our sleeves and do do do. A lot of do do. That was Ross Piro, an imbecile, a simpleton, a rich one though, and a bigoted one at that. Sure. Well, that's what we like. We like bigots. Like Jimmy Breslin said in that brilliant article I read from yesterday. I might even read that last paragraph again. It was so damn good about fascism. Would you please? Huh? Would you please? Would I? Would I please? Well, we're read gonna lose that. It doesn't get old. Don't start getting pushy now just because we're going to get you on a payroll. I think you're okay. I think we'll get you squared away. I don't. If you shut up. You don't? You really don't think so? I know. You've been doing it for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, but not heavy duty. I haven't threatened to, like, take, uh, drag some people there out of the closet, for example. Fascism in the name of security. Here's the last. I don't want to read the whole thing, but the last paragraph Jimmy Breslin wrote in Newsday on Sunday. That this American government of bigots from the low IQ states can run over our Bill of Rights, grabbing somebody with no warning in the dark hours, is a terrorist act by psalm singers. The only way to defend yourself is to vote them out. Those who don't are fans of fascism. And, Jimmy, you are... Absolutely correct, sir. Oh! Yeah, let's hear it for Jimmy Breslin, who doesn't pull any punches. That's our kind of guy. Here's a fax from PD and NM in North Miami, or maybe it's New Mexico. I think North Miami. Probably rather be in Albuquerque. He says they'll find bin Laden a couple of weeks before the 2004 presidential election. Wouldn't surprise me. Nothing would surprise me what these grave robbers would do to seal an election. Of course, their their roadmap in California got kind of sidetracked yesterday by the appeals court. It's and just a, a detour. I beg your pardon? Just a detour. It's just a detour, and, of course, it must be political. Oh, wait, and I got that right here. I just fell into it by, by accident. Schwarzenegger discusses sex and politics on Oprah yesterday. I actually was channel surfing and saw about two seconds of that. But as soon as I see Oprah, my channel just automatically moves to the next one. I will not watch Oprah. that ridiculous, a wealthy bitch, that fat, disgusting bitch. But evidently, he said there was a line. He was talking about uh, the Wee Magazine interview, which said he took part in a gymnasium orgy and received oral sex during bodybuilding competition in 1977. There was a line uh, that was just, uh, do you remember the parties, Arnold Winfrey asked? I really don't, he replied. These were the times when I was saying things like, a pump is better than coming, he said, prompting his wife dressed in a long black dress with a silver cross around her neck to put her hand across his face. <laughs> to the comment that her mother was watching, Schwarzenegger laughed and said, wherever Eunice is, don't pay attention. Her mother is Eunice Kennedy. Shrammy idea. Pumping, uh, a pump is better than coming. Squirt, squirt. He said. I mean, is this a moron yeah. or what? Now, let me just tell you this. Okay. Was it the Sun Sentinel I told you that poll was in today? I forgot. Let me take a look at it. It's enough to floor everybody. I mean, it's one thing to joke about it and laugh about it. It was a poll on if you lived in California, would you vote for Arnold Schwarzenegger for governor? Let me just check and see if it's there. Oh, it's gone. Maybe it was in a Herald, do you think? Yeah, oh, that's right, it was in a Herald. Oh, thank goodness it ain't gone. But he was winning out of the first 999 vote, one of which was mine. He was winning like 52 to 47 percent. Hmm. Are you ready for that? Hello. Yeah, goodbye in California. I'm clicking. This Herald has got to be the worst website. Oh, there it comes, finally. Let's see, is the poll still there in the Herald? Oh, now, now i got to figure out which page it's on. You know what I mean? On a website? Right. It's not on this page. You people at the Herald make me sick. You make me want to puke. What kind of a freaking newspaper is this? Maybe it's on the news page thing. You think it's on the news page thing? 
Although at least they did have the Don Cox obituary. It's more I can say for the Scum Sentinel, Jika, you idiot. Yeah, see, if the Sun Sentinel, they figure, oh, we'll get around to it one of these days. We have no credibility anyway. It's not on this page. Where's my Arnold poll, damn it? Do you see it? I don't see it. I don't see it. It was on there. Remember, I read it to you. Yeah. I was reading it right for, uh, for you to you. Maybe they took it off out of embarrassment. I would think so. Well, that was bad. Somebody will find it and uh, send us a copy. They'll fax it to us, wherever the hell they're hiding it. I'd hide it, too, about Arnold. Pumping is better than calming. Squirt, squirt. Or something like that. See, first you pump Arnold and then... Squirt, squirt. Right, that's the way it works. Oh. Yeah, well, in his case, I mean, he, you know, with that low IQ, he doesn't know where to stick it. Here's Miami. Hello. Retire. Okay. Tomorrow. Got a show to finish, though, first. Here's Coral Springs. Hello. Coral Springs. Yeah, Neil, uh, how about Brian Norcross? All right, excellent choice. You know, I'd like to send him to North Carolina and see if he can get a blowjob. <laughs> oh, he doesn't have to go to North Carolina and do that, from what I hear. That's what Duff told me. Brian Norcross, that's what uh, the Channel 7 Miss Kamal told me. I hear she likes to dress up. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. And what does Don no. Anyway, huh? There's our man, is Don Noah Channel 10. If, if Isabel makes a sudden left turn and comes back, which it won't, but Brian Norcross will try to convince you that it might. If it did that, we'd be talking to Don. No. We don't talk to hysteria mongers like little Miss Norcross. Well, let's see, James Watt. Nobody's going to remember who that is. That's a good choice, but it's uh, to the ex-secretary of the interior. Oh, I thought you were talking about the steamboat guy. James Watt. No, he, he did. See, you're on the wrong poll. This is good. Now even we're confused. We don't know which poll we're building. James Watt, he, uh, they, the Beach Boys were going to do the thing in Washington, D.C. on the 4th of July, and he said, no way, Jose. They're too revolutionary. They're too yeah, Satan. Tim Burton, the director of freaky movies like uh, is he a nerd Edward now? Scissorhands, the biggest geek on earth. Where is he? Yeah. Okay. Tim Burton, get him on there right away. No, relate, no kin to uh, Dick. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. Weird Al. We just Weird Al. They know who that is. Dennis Kucinich. This, this is good. I, it says I like him, but come on, and I, that's very well put. Whoever sent this fax, Dennis Kucinich. He says all the right things. He'd be a great candidate, but you look at him with that bad hairpiece and that look, that kind of goofy little uh, Munchkin look. See, nobody takes a Munchkin seriously. That's what Maddie Bell was bitterly complaining to me about when I was down there. He said nobody, nobody takes me seriously. That's true. I said, maybe if you were higher than, you know, my kneecap, if you, you know, and didn't, didn't talk like that, we might. Oh, here's a whole list of them now. This is good. We'll do this till about one, and then we'll start building another one, the first of our 8,000-part series of dead people just to piss off Mo. Absolutely. <laughs> he's talking about dead people, and he's got those big ratings. Who is he fooling? What kind of a show is My show is better than that. Not what the Mad Dog says. Mad Dog says your show blows, you know? All right. That's what I'm hearing. That's a report. The one time I heard Mad Dog make a comment about the morning show was shortly after it first started when Mo was on with Geldy. And his exact words, because I heard him with my own five ears, he said, it's a bad show. Right. Seriously, that's a bad show. It's a New York show. It's a bad show. Nobody here cares about the Jets and the Giants and the Knicks. It's a bad show. Right? All right. Toby McGuire, David Spade, Richard Dreyfus, Jay Fiedler. Oh, I like Jay Fiedler for this poll, although, see, they won't get as much uh, since they won the other day. See, they, you know how the crowd is down there. They uh, wishy-washy. That'll stop this week. Yeah, oh, yeah, when the Bills kick their ass. Oh, that's going to be ugly. Uh, George W. Bush and uh, Jay has sent this list. What about the... Uh, I think G.W. Bush belongs on there, you know what? He's yes, a nerd. He's got that Alfred E. Newman, what me worry, you ought to be worried because I'm the president and I stole the election look on his face. Yeah, George W. Bush, Jay Fiedler, uh, Richard Dreyfus. 
What do you think? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I can't stand him personally, but not just because he's a nerd, because he just, oh, that close encounters of my worst kind. That was just uh, sent me over the edge. Made me drop my jaws. David Spade. Oh, yeah. I want to change my vote now. David Spade. I wonder, do you think, is David Spade? Neutered. He's a cool cat. And Toby Maguire. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Boy, this list is building like crazy, like Topsy now. Oh, look at this. <laughs> We're not going to put it on there, but it's kind of cute. Eisner? Yeah, he's pretty nerdy. This is from UCF, Kenny. Do sports nerds count? How about Hank? Oh, don't be calling a humper uh, a nerd. No, Hank's been called many names like I have, but never a nerd. Maybe turd. You turd. Not a nerd. Don't forget, the humper will be on this afternoon, 4 to 6.30, with a Rob Conrad hour between 5 and 6, and then that big Marlin extravaganza in Philadelphia. Everybody ought to be on their edge of their seats for this one, even if you don't care. Let's see, the Marlins are what, 83 and uh, 69? No. 83 and 67. No. They have 13 games left. That means they've played 149. 86. 66. 83 and 66. There's 17 games over. Is that right? That's correct. I'm telling you, mister, they got 13 games left. I know my Marlin crap. Even though I don't really care about it, I'm not going to be one of those phony band-jagging whumpers and pretend to jump on right now. I'm not. I don't really care, but I, but I think it's pretty exciting. The town deserves something positive for a change, right? Yes. Sure. So uh, hop on the, uh, whatever Chris uh, Moore used to say, hop on this and hop aboard, whatever he used to say, that idiot, Chris Moore. Hot dog, hop aboard. You know, I don't think Neil Rogers is ever going to be on this radio station. Remember that day? Uh, I, can, Christina uh, I can agree with him. <laughs> 28 past 11 at 560 WQM. It's that time of the year again when the mattress showrooms and furniture stores run their phony ad sales. Dollar Mattress asks if you double the price to offer half off. Is that really a deal? Of course not. Fact is, these stores have to run a sale to drop their prices as low as Dollar Mattress sells them each and every day, 365 days a year. For deep discount prices on dozens of models from Serta, Sealy, Tempur-Pedic, Simmons, King Coil, or Stearns & Foster, you need to call 1-800-MATTRESS. No nonsense, no bait and swish, no house brands, no phony promises, and best of all, you don't have to pay a premium for the best service available anywhere. You'll get service like you dream about from delivery team ranked number one in customer satisfaction in the world. When you call Dial a Mattress toll-free at 1-800-MATTRESS, you pick the day and time for your delivery with any two-hour window seven days a week, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. when it's convenient for you, and they'll be there, and you'll be sleeping well the first night. I've been sleeping on a mattress from Dollar Mattress for years, and so should you. Look at the shape I'm in. With low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, it's easy to see why Dollar Mattress, like I said, is ranked the best in the universe. So don't be fooled by those mattress showroom or furniture store ads. They can't even come close to matching what you get every day from Dollar Mattress. Pick up the phone and call right now, 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or online, it's mattress.com for Dollar Mattress, the easy, the intelligent way to get you a great mattress and a great night's sleep. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. I urge everyone to complain to this station. The candidates all admit it. If there's a problem, push did it. From unemployment to inflation to our wartime situation. They say that our nation with its complications all comes down to just one thing. Some don't like the way Bush runs the country. That's exactly why they all are running. 
Okay, Wesley Clarkson, by the way. Good. That just came over from CNN. Wesley Clarkson, the race. Very good. And then you just faxed me the Don Cox information here. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. This and is from Greg Reed. I beg your pardon? They're voting right now on that FCC resolution as we speak. The Senate? Right, yeah. Senate's voting on the FCC resolution where the uh, where uh, Michael Powell and the other grave robbers are on the FCC want to loosen up the regulations so that two or three companies can own almost every goddamn TV and radio station and newspaper in America. It's on C-SPAN 2 for those who care. Oh, I got that on here somewhere, but I'll never find it. Wait a minute. Let me, let me diddle around here and see if I can find C-SPAN 1 or 2. Mr. President, uh, we are currently uh, on the energy and water bill. Funny, I think I'm getting a better picture than you are. Maybe. Oh, look at that. Well, I'm on Playboy TV. <laughs> well, yeah. my set automatically have programmed it now to go to Playboy TV. Anyway, here it is. Wesley Clark, a retired general with a four-star military resume but no political experience, decided today to become the 10th Democratic presidential candidate. Official close to him said, and you know how good he was on Meet the Press with Tim Russert? Oh! I heard he was excellent on Meet the Press. That's what we heard from one of our callers, one of our chronics. If you saw him on Meet the Press. He's made his decision and will announce it tomorrow in Little Rock, said Mark Fabiani, a spokesman for Clark. Fabiani didn't reveal Clark's decision, but officials close to the former general said he told his fledgling campaign that he's in the race. See, America loves a war hero, like Eisenhower, for example. Right. The difference being that Wesley Clark is, like, articulate and could put two words together, whereas Eisenhower was virtually illiterate. But he had a lot of interest. He had a lot of interest in what was going on. Clark's decision came as Democratic strategists from around the country gathered at this small, low-slung brick headquarters in Little Rock, Arkansas, at the banks of the Arkansas River to discuss strategy for mounting a late-starting presidential campaign. Fabiano, who served as a spokesman for former Vice President Al Gore's 2000 campaign, is part of a cadre of former Gore and Bill Clinton advisors who are now rallying behind Clark. How do you like that? Clinton had urged Clark to enter the race, but neither he nor Gore is expected to take sides in the primary fight. But nevertheless, you can see the fine finger of Slick Willie in there, and maybe Al Gore, too, pushing the general. That's a big, busy finger he's got. That's right. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that crooked finger? It's uh, shaped just like his penis, is what Monica said. Fragrant. Did he say he wanted to smell your finger? Is that what he said? Now, how do I... I, I guess I better separate the segue on this... Uh, yeah. Misinformation. 235 votes. Who's the biggest? See, I think you were right. George hit it on the head. Before the show, this nerd poll is too important to, like, shortchange it. Right. It needs to be on overnight. So, well, which is great because that postpones That's the other right. one until tomorrow. We're, what, what are you rushing for? Russian? Panamaiti <laughs> 235 votes. Radio. Who's the biggest nerd of them all? Bill Gates, Yachachu uh, Piva. Bye-bye. Up yours. That's Bill Gates, over. 88, Carrot Top, 53, Rick Riley, 24. And I haven't even played no Rick Riley material yet, but I will. Paul Schaefer, 24, Woody Allen, 16, Adam Sadler, 15, Sean Hannity, 6, Mike Lupica, 4, Brian Norcross, 1, and Ross Piro, 1. We haven't put on yet George W. Bush, Jay Fiedler, Richard Dreyfus, David Spade, or uh, Toby McGuire, or Dennis Kucinich, or Weird Al, or Tim Burton, or uh, Brian Nor Yeah, Brian Norcross already got four. Wow. Okay, here's the uh, message from Greg Reed. Don Cox, a South Florida legend in radio, passed away on uh, September 15th. Viewing services will be held in Georgia, 5 to 9 p.m. tonight, and Wednesday, September 17th, 2 to 9 p.m., at Ingram Funeral Home, 210 Ingram Avenue in Cummings, Georgia. 
I guess this is really in. This is for our staff. I don't think this is the general public. Is of uh, are they? I don't know, but I oh, well, not not on the Georgia stuff, but anyway, on so, Sunday, September 21st, this Sunday there'll be a memorial service in Florida for Don Cox at 1 p.m. at the Church by the Sea, 50196 Street, Bell Harbor. And following the service, Mart, Samantha, and Jackie Cox would like you to stop by their home for a bite to eat at 3745 Northeast 171st Street, Apartment 45 in North Miami Beach. It says, Don Cox was part of the Power 96 family for many years. He'll always be in our hearts. Cox on the radio will be missed, writes uh, Greg Reed, who has a soft spot in his heart once in a while. Not for, uh, not for Scott Jr. there, who isn't getting paid, but for Don Cox, who passed away. Well, maybe if Scott passed away. Yeah, why don't you try dying, Scott? I don't, I don't think Greg is that close to uh, Scott yet, though. We're both making the same amount of money now. Oh, oh, no. That was, if you think that's going to put you over the top, you just took several steps backward. Anybody think Scott getting paid this year? No. No, not now. So anyway, Wesley Clark is going to join in official. Uh, this John Edwards goofball from uh, North Carolina. He just announced. Does anybody care? No. Do you have any chance? He's got about as much chance of winning the uh, the nomination as uh, Scott's got getting pay a paycheck today. No. None. So there you go. Boy, a lot of heavy duty stuff going on. You know what? Heavy, heavy. Uh, pressure, pressure packed week, and it's only Tuesday. Whatever. Is he still on here? By the way, that Bruce Williams asshole. Is that crap still on? <laughs> I wouldn't know. Oh, boy, he had to be one of the most annoying, phony baloney. I mean, you know, I give him all the credit. He made a lot of money, but never answered anybody's question. Well, Bruce, I've uh, somebody left me $74,000. What do I do? Well, uh, good luck to you, you know. Uh, just use some common sense uh, on a Tuesday and uh, have a great life. And uh, time is up now. we got to take a break. Is he the guy that always said, call a lawyer, get a good attorney? Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I could do that. that stuff. Try chiropractic. <laughs> have you tried masturbating? Oh, there you are. I like that guy's good. In fact, I'm trying it right now. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty or pound whatever happens to be in your hand on the uh, AT and T wireless line. Here's a call in Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Neil, God. Y yes, sir. Um, if you're able to get a hold of the mandate tape yet from yesterday, it, it happened about three thirty, uh, about three thirty, three thirty one in the afternoon is when mandate okay. tirade, and and he apologized to the to the station sponsors. You know, because of the way that the station was butchering the schedule. Wow. Yeah, definitely worth seeking out. Right at 3.30. Couldn't believe what he said about uh, Scoran. Dumb son of a bitch. And, and also for the nerd poll, as a package, I'd like to nominate Bob Costas and George Will. I mean, they're both... Oh, stations. excellent. Outstanding material, sir. Fantastic. Hey, one last thing also on the uh, on the uh, 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 rape case at the uh, University of Miami. Right. Uh, the Beast had a story at, uh, about 8 o'clock this morning about Brock Berlin sweating profusely and needing multiple showers during the day. I, I suspect that. <laughs> After all, Brock is, Brock is six feet tall. He's blonde. Hey, what, I mean, you're impossible, right? Rectum. There you go. All right. Thanks, Neil. See ya. Well, maybe he spent some time in Berlin. Bob Costas and who else? George Will. Oh. That little right-wing nerd with a bow tie. That little Cub fan right-wing uh, Nazi uh, fascist bastard card-carrying member. Two excellent choices there, Bob Costas and George. You know, I wish I could change my vote now, too. Bob Costas, you know that bit? What's the name of that bit we play where it says, uh, Act Strange, I'm going to play it. Yeah. Dribble Bob Costas. I, I I can't play that often enough. Act Strange. I love to dribble Bob Costas. Just his head up and down a basketball court, up and down a sidewalk. Why couldn't it have been him instead of Dr. Uh, uh, Bob? Right. You know what I mean? That nasty fall on the, on the icy sidewalk in New York, Dr. Atkins. 
It was the wrong Bob on the sidewalk. 11.42 at 5.60, just like it was the wrong ex, uh, the wrong radio personality that croaked on uh, yesterday. Yep. Instead of Don Cox. And now George was suggesting somebody that rhymes with Don Cox. Yeah. In fact, named after one of the characters on Passions, Fox. He really annoys the hell out of me, Fox. There are a lot of characters on that show. In fact, is that show going anywhere? No. Or, no, it's just it's not making any progress. Hey, guess what, guys? Sheridan's still down there in the basement. She just had the baby. VIPSportsbook.com is going to get you out of the gambling basement. That's right, because it's a place you can depend on. They're the biggest, the best, unlike these other sports books, these schleppadicky guys who just Johnny-come-latelys came along the other day. 99% of those bookies are located in the jungles of Costa Rica. Good luck to you if you ever cash to get your money. So this year, move up in class in confidence with the best, the oldest and largest sports book in the Netherlands, Netherlands, Holland, Amsterdam, and that's VIPSportsbook.com. They're 100% legal and licensed, too. Listen to me. Do the smart thing with your money, okay? Don't put it in the hands of some shyster. Call VIPSportsbook.com right now at 1-866-VIP-BETS because they are South Florida's best sportsbook. Sign up now and you can bet all the South Florida football and basketball teams juice-free all year long. By the way, Dan Marino said, uh, what did he say? What he said he some illiterate word. on the, I was reading about that in the local papers here yesterday. Danny Boy said some illiterate thing on one of the uh, pregame shows on Sunday. Nice going, Danny. Stick to the, uh, fix the lips and stick to the football. You want to bet on the Dolphins? Well, it's 100 to 100. You want to bet the Hurricanes? It's 100 to 100. So forget about the VIG. All signups get a 20% cash bonus, not some funny money match play bonus. VIPSportsbook.com online. That's where you find them. Or call them toll-free, 1-866-VIP-BETS. That's 1-866-VIP-BETS. When you call, be sure and tell me you heard about it here on prestigious Sports Obsessive Neurotic QAM. VIPSportsbook.com, where you be the VIP. <laughs> Sports Radio 560 QAM. Yes. Man, <laughs> I need help. Rick Riley stole my briefcase. I like to fart in his face. That farmy dink, what gives him the right? Oh! I think his wife ought to bite it off tonight. Rick Riley stole my briefcase. Also include Rick Riley's butt. Oh, 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 Rick Riley stole my briefcase. <laughs> I like a fart in his face. Hell. Rick Riley, you're an asshole. Come on, it's still noon yeah. at 560 WQAM. Here's a fax from Chris who says, This past Saturday I was at the Sublime Restaurant in Fort Lauderdale. At the table next to mine was a party of eight. I noticed the only male at the table was Mr. Rick Riley. I didn't pay much attention to them. Then I heard Rick, as the others at the table, ask the others at the table to join hands. As I looked over, the Reverend Rick was leading the table in a prayer when the food arrived. Poor suds, it says. And you are... Absolutely correct, sir. Poor suds. And it says, P.S., whatever happened to Sonny Vox? Well, he's still mumbling somewhere, Sonny Vox. So thank you, Chris, for uh, the incredible report. He found religion. Yeah. In fact, what's that other bit? The uh, I, I found, found Jesus... Jesus. Oh, i got to play that in the next break. Sure. Don't let me forget. Now, there's two I found Jesuses. There are? Just make sure you get the right one. Right. On a stick of halava? Right. Well, I don't have the other one. Really? No. Have you got it there? Is it under Rick Riley, perhaps? There it is. Well, what's it under? I found Jesus. It was on a Saturday morning. Well, that, but that's the Jim Schuyler one. 
Right. Is that the, the one? one? Is, is that the one I got? Yes. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, quit trying to throw me off. Oh, you know what? The other one's called I Saw Jesus. On a stick of halaba. Anyway, here is one. This is Jerry and Benita Springs. This is a good fact. It says, I'd like to nominate Tom Hanks for your nerd pool. This is one of the most uncool pop icons around. I looked up nerd in the dictionary. Yep, there was this picture and shown right here. Get him on there right away. And it says, I was checking the storm track for Isabel this morning. I, too, thought it was ironic the storm Miss South Florida could have to end up in Toronto by the weekend, eh? Well, we want it all, man. We want bubonic plague. We want uh, berry, berry. We, uh, we go. We're ready for it. We survived SARS twice, and we'll survive anything. The blackout, you name it, we got it. A bad season by the Leafs, no playoffs, it's coming. Now, here's one that says, I love this fax. How could we have forgotten the unctuous bow-tie-wearing Tucker Carlson from Crossfire, which has been shortened to two minutes? Tucker Carlson, Tom Hanks. So we're getting these all on there? Yes. You sure? Well, I'm emailing them. George if Will, I Bob Costas. What is it? If I sound off mic, it's because I'm emailing. Weird Al, Dennis Kucinich with that bad hair piece, even though he uh, says a lot of stuff that makes a lot of sense. Also, the one about Tucker Carlson says, P.S. Impeach Bush, which I like a lot. Good idea. Let's get right on it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line, 266 votes. Who is the biggest nerd of them all? Bill Gates, 95. Carrot Top, 58. Paul Schaefer, 25. Rick Riley, 24. Doing well. Woody Allen, 18. Adam Sandler, 17. George W. came from nowhere. He's up to eight votes already. And if he doesn't have enough to win, they'll steal some. Brian Norcross, six. Sean Hannity, six. Mike Lupica, five. Jay Fiedler's got a pair of big ears. Ross Piro, one. And George Will, one. Everybody else, small potatoes so far. But we're adding to it. You're right. This is a poll much too important, much too mammoth and uh, significant. Right. To, like, shortchange it. Too many nerds and so little time. Here's a call from Kendall. Hello. Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, uh, number one, uh, a vote for David Spade. Definitely. Amen. And as far as uh, you know, some of the names you're naming, like George Will, uh, professional nerd. Mm-hmm. It's a poser. You know, he's probably a different person, different. You know, not that I agree with his politics, but you know, they, some of these guys put on a show. But as far as uh, you know, the, the, the political aspect, you know, I would be all, I would agree with impeaching Bush completely. Except, who would we get? Change. Dick. We'd get a dick, yeah. Dick in the water. Exactly. Woman. So, I'd rather have Alfred E. Newman than Adolf But you, are, you already got there, yeah. Another dick in the White House? No, we couldn't have that. Well, I'd rather have Newman, Alfred E. Newman than... I'd rather have the real one, sounds good to me. At least we get a few laughs, anyway. Well, actually, you're, you're probably right. And well, if he was in there, maybe the rest of the world wouldn't hate us like poison like they do now. Well, they would at least be laughing while they did it. Right. It'd be more fun to travel overseas. Have a good one, Neil. You too, pal. Thanks. Later. Here's one V. I wonder if that's Bobby V. Take good care of my rubber ball. Remember Rubber Ball by Bobby V? Bouncy, yeah. bouncy. What silly song. I land the night has a thousand eyes. Remember right. that? Sure. The night. I remember Phil Henry and I got into a big uh, thing about uh, Bobby V one day on here. Remember that? No, big thing. A tiff? A big thing. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, not for real, but it just, uh, he hated Bobby V. And I, and I think he talked me into it, you know? Are you sure? Yeah. Talked you into hating him? Well, not hating him. Here are some names that haven't been mentioned. Jeff Goldblum. I mean, he's not a nerd. He's just uh, grotesque. Ben Stein. Uh, yeah, Ben Stein belongs on there. He's a nerd. Doesn't he also wear a bow tie? Anybody that wears a bow tie in my in my book is uh, a nerd. Right. Chris Collinsworth of Fox and HBO. Oh, I hate Chris Collinsworth. Man, that's, that's good. Put him on there. 
and he's adopted this new, since he became a broadcaster after his uh, marginal football career ended with the Bengals, he, uh, he adopted this affected way of speaking, and it just, his voice keeps getting higher and higher. Pretty soon he's going to be like Geldy. Our own, oh yeah, our own local Huracoons geek, Joe Z, Mr. Penis Face. Yeah. Joe Zagaki. Got it. That, that promo that we play of him calling that touchdown, that, that has, I mean, why are we playing that? Do we have any embarrassment level at all? No. Obviously. That has got to be, although it's definitive, Joe, just out of control. Let me say it again. Good guy. His play-by-play -play work is so atrocious, there are no words for it. And I can't believe, don't let me forget tomorrow to bust Pharrell's balls about that. Why does he suck it up to Zagaki? Is, is Joe, maybe, maybe Joe is uh, going to get him into that locker room at UM. <laughs> well, you know, you know, Pharrell, he never gets enough. The rape room? Ed in Fort Lauderdale says for the nerd poll, speaking of George Will, Sam Donaldson of ABC News. That's a good choice. Another uh, nerd. Although I don't know if he's so much of a nerd as a geek. But we'll put him in there anyway just because he's got the bad hairpiece, the worst. Sam Donaldson. And you know who else belongs on this? Who? who? Speaking of ABC News, how could they have all forgotten? Who's the show named after now, the uh, former David Brinkley show? George Step on Top of Us. Oh. Right? Is that a nerd or war? George Stephanopoulos? Oh, how the hell do you spell? Just like it sounds. I can, I can do it. Opolis. I got it. I got oh, it right. Yeah. George Stephanopoulos, man. He's another one also for the eye for the queer guy, uh, that poll later on. A lot of stories about him, just like they were about Ari Fleischer with a bald head. Because generally speaking, those bald guys, you know, it's other guys that are looking for them, not women. Here's one. It says, just a suggestion you might want to read the nation's Wesley Clark editorial by Katrina Vandenhoevel before jumping on the bandwagon. Did I jump on his bandwagon? He has a bandwagon? I didn't even know he had one. All I said was that he was running, which I think is a good thing, because I'd like to see the Democrats win the election, no matter who the hell they stick in there, even Mickey Mouse. But um, well, I'll read this later on. I can't do it while I'm on the air. Oh, this, you know who this is probably from? Oh. Well, I don't know. I really don't know. Certainly not from the one that was touting Wesley Clark a couple of weeks ago. They either love or hate these people like the Howard Dean basher of the other day, the professional Jew that's all bent out of shape because Howard Dean told the truth about the Middle East and how we ought to keep our nose out of it. And if we're going to stick our nose into it, we ought to be like fair uh, on a fair play <gasps> level. Yeah. Revolutionary. What a concept. Yeah. That whole Middle East thing, man, it's been going on for thousands of years, and I've been telling you folks from every minute I've been on the air and will continue telling you it's never, ever going to end. You have two groups of people who are whose ultimate the goal is to drive each other into the sea, the eradication, the elimination of the other, okay? Murder, chaos, mayhem, bloodshed on the highway and every place else. That's it. Nothing else needs to be said. And every time it looks like we have, you know, the, the road map, we're taking a step on the road map, we take ten big steps back. Right, just like that and fall on our ass. But just remember... Here's another settlement. Here's another uh, suicide bomber. Here go two more settlements up. Here goes more uh, bombs in Gaza. Helicopter gunship. Right. But remember, it's a god of love. It's a god of love. Amen. Right. It's probably... Oh, God. 1156 at 560 WQM. If you love uh, good food, but you're tired of being fat, out of shape, lethargic, maybe diabetic, or on the verge of it, balance for life is the answer so many of you have been looking for. Everybody who's fat, and I know from experience, see, when skinny people talk about diets and about losing weight, they don't know their ass from my elbow. But I know it because I've been fat for a long, long time. I mean, <coughs> as high as 266 once upon a time. Is that incredible? That's disgusting. Yeah. And we still have some of those fatter pictures from IOD back in the 240-pound days. 
Balance for life is what you're looking for instead of monkeying around with all those other things that don't work, those fads, the grapefruit diet, the uh, saltine diet, the army diet, the navy diet, the air force diet, all of that crap. doesn't work. Balance for life is working for a lot of our listeners, and the beast is losing weight on again, too, that we finally threatened him with death if he doesn't cut the crap. There's nothing to count, no calories, no carbs, even if you're stupid, even if you're, like, undecided, because there's no cooking, no shopping, no cleaning, nothing to worry about except filling out your, your little menu once a week. They have two choices for every meal and snack every day that you're on a program, and they, they deliver right to your door. No matter how lazy you are, this can work for because they deliver to your door, to your work, to your home, by 6 a.m., that little black sack. And in your sack, all the food you need for the whole day. Three gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, all made with the best, freshest ingredients. Nothing are frozen, no artificial ingredients, no preservatives, no chemicals, no crap. So let Balance for Life help you lose that weight once and for all, get into shape, and start seeing results on the scales within a matter of days. And, of course, the faster you see the results, the better you're going to stick on the program. Balance for Life. Call them at 954-568-3229. 954-568-3229. Or visit their website at balanceforlife.com. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. This is Dick Cheney. I like to relax by having Mary Magdalene massage my balls while listening to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. <clears throat> it was on a Saturday morning at exactly 9.04, but nothing could prepare me when I knocked on Riley's door. He was drowsy, he was grumpy, and in bad need of a shave, he was just about to put a cat into the microwave. I asked to use the bathroom and he said he didn't care. He was reading the sunset note in his underwear. I looked above the toilet where the towels used to be. And there was next a crucifix, a fix for all to see. I didn't seek salvation. I had come to mow the lawn. But I found Jesus in Rick Riley's John. Yes, Brother Rick, he changed my life upon that fateful day. Cause by the time I washed my hands, I'd washed my sins away. Now I'll learn to be intolerant. I'll watch Pat Robertson and I'll vote for Pat Buchanan even if he doesn't run. I'll pretend to be a hipster, but my liberal days are gone. Cause I found Jesus in Rick Riley's job. Alright. Back at you. Buttloads back at you. But we haven't heard that in a long time. Who, who I should point out to you is smokes maybe like one cigar a month, he told me. Right. But he's got a good scam going. Cigar Dave. Nice yellow suit. Yeah. Back at you. Oh, brother, what a ripoff. What a con artist. Well, you start stealing material from Rick Riley. Oh. Although that was uh, Don and Mike. We were talking about that just the other day, remember? Right. With uh, They stole payphone challenge. They call it telephone booth challenge. Don and Mike uh, blow. Right. The big one. In fact, Scott's a big Don and Mike fan, I think. No. You're not? When I said that the other day, I played that. You got very upset. In fact, I think that's what prevented you from getting on the payroll so far. We're postponing it until you admit that Don and Mike blow. Where did where did you know Don and Mike from? Uh, they were up at NEW for a short stint, and it, it couldn't have been short enough. Don and Mike uh, blow. Yeah, they were stealing everybody else's uh, gig. Every uh, everything that anybody else was doing, they were stealing it. Matt, chronic faxer Matt says, Hey Neil, my vote is for George W. for Uber Geek. 
especially when he did the fighter pilot dress-up thing. Just because I dress up like Superman Halloween time doesn't make me Superman. Just because you put a cape on doesn't mean you like chicken. See the attached image of the actual G.W. Bush fighter pilot doll and a more realistic George W. Bush fat boy doll. Love and kisses. Thank you, Matt. It's a beautiful thing. This is a great picture. I uh, emailed that guy to see if we can get a clean copy for the site. Oh, I like that. Yeah, the AWOL photo of uh, George yeah. and Tijuana 71, the hyster uh, hysterically, historically accurate action figure. If they actually George made that w. Bush doll. Boy. I beg your pardon? I'd buy 10 if they actually I'd made buy 100. Doll. I'd give them out. Hurricane watch stretches more than 330 miles, and the ass end of Isabel is supposed to be right here oh, in Toronto, hey. where all the bad stuff eventually comes. Along Highway 12. Very little activity that we've seen. You can see a fire engine maybe over now, there. Now you but, know, uh, you'll notice that all the network, these geeks are getting ready to do what they always do every time there's a big major storm, a tropical storm, a hurricane. They all get out there so they can stand in the middle of the wild, violent wind and rain yeah. and look like they're getting blown away. And some of them do. They do? Yeah. Their lives are forfeit when they send them out there. Really? Some people get wiped out. Can I help you with something, Nancy? Oh, no, I was just... I'll tell you one thing. I'm serious about this. this i got to get Playboy TV off of my set because all yeah, of the get every off. show that they got, all of the movies they have, everybody in here is hot. Right. Seriously. Male, female, some in between. I mean, everything down there. They don't have any, like, uh, very many ugly people on here as opposed to your usual porno, which is loaded with some really unappealing, mm. nasty, scabby-looking people. Purple scars, oh. stretch marks. There's one that says, I can't remember his name, but what about adding to the pool? That infomercial guy with the funky gray hair and all the question marks on his suit, he sells books. Matthew I, Lesko. I, who is it? Matthew Lesko. Lesko. How did you know that? Uh, it's not infomercials, it's just commercials, commercials. Hey, Matthew, Lesko. He tells you how to get money from the government to like... How do you, you know, spell that? L-E-S-C-O? I don't know. You got a well, bit about him. We have a bit about Matthew Lesko? And no. I didn't play Act Strange yet. Nope. But I will. Let me write it down. Also, I'm wondering if you ever considered writing a book on your own about the life and times of Neil Rogers. I'd pay $24.99, says Aaron in Palmetto Bay. How about uh, a little more like... About 30, man. Yeah, that would do it. Here's some names for the pool. It says Nerd Pool, Eugene Levy, Rick Moranis, and David Letterman. Rick Moranis is about two feet tall. Rick right. Moranis. Let's get his ass on there. Rick Moranis, Annis. Uh, David Letterman? David Letterman's a nerd? Uh, no. Uh, whatever. Thanks, Tracy and Kendall, but one out of three ain't bad. I don't know who Eugene Levy is. Some Jew. Sure who is you do. Uh, American Pie, the father. SCTV. No, Eugene no, no, Levy, no, no. no. He's guy. not the nerd, but the son in the, what the uh, kid's oh, name? He's a nerd. you're right. Uh, that's the nerd. Jason Biggs. J that's it. Because I just saw a uh, preview for some movies in now. Jason Biggs, he's the nerd. And making a fortune being. He's, he's not a nerd, like, in a negatory way, but he just is a nerd, you know. And I heard he wasn't. He wasn't what? Biggs. He wasn't big? No. Okay, so there you go with the, the list is growing like crazy. We started, well, it's my fault for trying to, like, jam too much all into one day. Let's, you know, we got we got a lot of days, man. <laughs> we got a lot yeah. of days. Unless I win the freaking lottery for 17 million here Friday night, we got a lot of days. I think I'm going to start playing the Canadian lottery. You know why I it's think really you good? You've cashed right. before on that, right? No. On when did I cash on a Canadian lottery? I thought one year you, because uh, you play this spread thing. You actually oh, when I was back. down there and I was yeah. doing it by mail. Yeah, I did cash. Uh, not that much. I don't remember what it was. It was insignificant. 
But the jackpot, 17 million, if you cash it here, even though it's in the crappy Canadian currency, which is only worth 73 cents on the American dollar, they, you get all cash. You don't like, uh, you know, it's not one of these annuity things or you pay taxes. It's tax-free, cash on a barrel head. Here you go. Give me the ticket. Here's your money. Have a great life. That's the way it should be. Because the lotto is such a, a rip-off anyway, such a scam, the worst bet in the history of mankind. So why not give you the goddamn cash, okay? Although I'm not, in, this is no great checks when it comes to taxes. Here you got the GST, the PST, the pain in the SST. By the time you buy, even like a soda here, you go and buy like a Coke, a Diet Coke. Yeah. There's like a 27 cents tax on the goddamn thing. It's, it's just, uh, yeah. Oh, there's like a lot of tax. The GST, the, I don't know what that stands for. General sales tax? I think that could be it. Good guess. Or get screwed in Toronto, I think it stands for. Hmm. Two Naples students sent home for wearing Confederate flag T-shirts. Naples, Florida. Home of the Beasleys, by the way, who don't want to pay Scott the money that he's earning. He's working there for free, which I think is illegal in the first place. Shame on you people, okay? And by the way, Greg Reed, quit using the sympathy of Don Cox's passing away as an excuse to be in cheap and not getting the Beasleys to pay this man some money. It, it, that's an embarrassment, okay? I feel bad, too, about Cox. He was a good guy. I knew him a long time, worked with him several times. We did all those Kindle Toyota commercials together, infomercials. But you know something? That one thing's got nothing to do with the other, and Kid Curry showed up for work yesterday, okay? And even Tanner, who liked Cox a lot, and still does, I'm sure. Even he's uh, continuing with his life. Yeah, and it is a Tanner building, remember. It is the Tanner building, so okay. So, Greg, you know, we understand. We feel your pain, but in the meantime, Scott's feeling pain in his wallet, as in empty. He's got, like, nothing but butterflies in there like Rimmer. Naples, two high school students were sent home early for, uh, from school for wearing T-shirts bearing the Confederate flag. Todd and Andrew Sloan, students at Naples High School, were among 17 students who wore the shirts sporting the flag yesterday. Principal Gary Brown announced Friday. Yeah. Oh, I see. In other words, they were, they were flaunting it. Because oh. I'm just trying to absorb this because I read it hours ago. Principal Gary Brown announced Friday that the school's ban on the Confederate flag would be enforced because students had argued about the flag. The ban is part of the school's student code of conduct. All of the students were told yesterday could either hide the Confederate flag by turning their shirts inside out or wearing another one or go home. The Sloans were the only students to leave the building over the incident. My sons chose to support their southern heritage, said their father, Todd Sloan, who I believe used to play for the Chicago Blackhawks, who picked up his sons at 1030 in the morning. Remember Todd Sloan, uh, Scott? No. Before you were born. I remember Stan Makita. Good. Well, that's good. That's uh, How about Ted Lindsay? No. How about uh, Mike Nikolic? No, thank you. How about uh, Tony Esposito? Yes, great goaltender. How about Bobby Hull? Yep. Naples officials, see, it's a sure way to turn off the audience, start with the hockey stuff, and then with the harness racing names like Gordon Fraser Jr., uh, Ray Crunk, Shelley Goodrow. Naples high officials ban all flags except banners for the U.S. The individual states or college schools. The ban could now expand to all college schools, said Assistant Superintendent Michelle Lugo. We understand it's a symbol of Southern pride. However, the court, who, who says that, however? There's one of the... Uh, who in Yahoo politicians? Yeller? However, the court ruled it's also seen by many as offensive, Lugo said in a news conference. In May 2001, students wearing the Confederate flag at Naples High clashed with others who were celebrating Haitian Independence Day. The issue, however, has been decided in a higher court. Haitian Independence Day? Now, was that when huh? Papa Doc came in or Baby Doc? Doc Gooden. Ooh, Doc Gooden. Good let's, uh, let's make another list of uh, the worst druggies in all the sports. In March 2003, the Atlanta-based 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals held a lower court's decision allowing schools to ban the Confederate flag. The court held the ban didn't restrict students' free speech rights. 
In Scott versus School Board of Alachua County, the appeals court wrote, part of a public school's essential mission must be to teach students, uh, students of differing races, creeds, and colors to engage each other in civil terms rather than in terms of debate highly offensive or highly threatening to others. So in other words, just because you're in school with a bunch of other kids and you don't happen to like the way that they look or their ethnic heritage or the color of their skin or something like that, it's probably not a good idea to walk up to them and say, You asshole! Right. Right? Oh, well. Okay. Not a way to make friends and influence people in a positive way. You asshole! Like when you walk up to your colleague who's doing a very early morning show and keeps getting driven deeper deeper back into the wee hours of the morning and walk up to him and want to express how he, you feel about the way he looks and smells and the whole ambiance of his person and say, You asshole! It's okay, only at QAM. We got special dispensation from the Pope, right? Yes. Oh, thank you. So there's another concert, Tom, says the uh, rednecks in the deep south just can't get rid of that obnoxious, hateful symbol, which I see not, nothing different between that and the swastika. No right. difference. But you'll never convince those good old boys, man. Them good old boys. 1213 at 560 WQAM. Hey, forget about a symbol on the top of your head, although you might have those three sixes on there. Wow. I bet you William Holden get really psychotic about that. Or was it Gregory Peck? Which one of those only Gregory movies Peck. was it? Yes. It was the Gregory Pecker one? Yes. yes. Oh. Anyway, if you got like a big bald spot and you, when you're checking for the three sixes and the hair doesn't grow back and it's just a big shiny gleaming spot there because you're losing that hair with male pattern baldness, Charles Alfieri is the hero you're looking for because he's the best in the business. Using the latest technology, Charlie produces sensational results for guys who need a lot of hair, want a little bit of hair, with the most amazing natural hairline system available in the world at any price. In business for over 25 years, Charlie's done it for the famous and the not-so-famous because even the millionaires know that for no price in the world can they get a better looking ahead of real looking hair. And everybody gets Charlie's 30-day guarantee. After 30 days, if you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting ahead like 10, 15, 20 times an hour, Charlie will give you a full refund. So all you have to lose is that big glaring bald spot. And if you call, call today and mention my name, you can take advantage of your $200 Neil Rogers discount, too. And don't forget, Charlie also services and repairs all types of hair systems while you wait for only 25 to 30 bucks, and probably can make that muskrat come alive for you. So call toll-free today, 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413. You can look younger and better than you ever dreamed you could again. Or get more info on his website at charlesalfieri.com. Live, live and local. We are Sports Radio 560 QAM. QAM. Joining us from Des Moines, Democrat of Massachusetts, now an official candidate for his party's nomination. I might add. Don't interrupt. Uh, Go to some phone calls. You're watching Larry King live. Denver, Colorado. Hello. Senator Kerry, how will you pay off the deficit? You're going to have to kick back in more money now. And by the way, we're going to penalize every family in America. Port Ritchie, Florida. Hello. Senator Kerry, is it true that you used to work at Sears as a mannequin? Oh, absolutely. Yep. Nineteen years experience. Olympia, Washington. Hello. Senator Kerry, what will you do with health care? Uh, I had health care because I'm a United States senator and I could afford it. And that's why I'm going to see to it that everyone in America can't get what I got. We can't serve all of you because we don't have enough money. That's the reason great. we don't have enough money, Larry, is because I party. Gardner, Massachusetts, hello. Senator Kerry, how's the herpes? Oh, you're really nice to ask. Uh, I'm, I'm able to say that I am cured, and uh, I want to stay that way. Thank you, Senator. We'll be seeing you again soon. Thanks so much. Senator John Kerry, now an official candidate for his party's nomination. And so is everybody else, I guess. Here's the facts about that uh, Wesley Clark thing in re reference to their other facts. Right. Ouch, on the Wesley Clark bandwagon reference, says the fact, sir, I apologize for my perceived implication. Apology accepted. Obviously, I use the term which has a very negative connotation. As the author of the facts you received earlier today, I'd like to remain separate from any other previous facts on the subject, as I did not author those. I'm neither a Clark booster nor a Clarkator. I found the info in the Vanden Heuvel article very insightful. thought I would share it with you. It's definitely not a bashing article. P.S. Personally, I'm quite leery of party jumpers. 
I'm quite literally also a party jumpers and party poopers. You know what I mean? No. Like Robert Grieper. Oh. So just in case uh, they decide not to pay Scott and he uh, vamooses and we wish him all the best, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen. But in case it does, because you never know with these bastards. Cheap, I think it's cheap, 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 cheap. What? I think it's going to happen. You think what? That he's going to get paid. Oh. Well, the way you said that, like you thought he was going to get screwed. No, he has been getting screwed. Uh, I think they're done. He's been getting screwed? Well, listen, yeah. if Zach can do it, certainly he ought to be able Short, to get screwed. I think they're finished screwing him. No, I mean, really? Based yeah. on what? Uh, I don't know. I caught, caught a whiff. I know how. I know who Clarence is voting for on our poll today, you know? Rick oh. Moranis. You want to know why? When the year started, I said, hey, Clarence, what would you like best for the new year? What's your wish? He said, more anus. Here's the facts from Quincy, who says, first great show as usual, you're kicking ass. Well, that ass. Rectum. Just keep, I think George started that on the show with all that eating ass stuff, and then it, Dwight Lauderdale picked up on it. And then our good friend from Channel 10, uh, what's her name, Gail Not-So-Bright. Uh, you know, that that didn't get any, see, because it's such a prissy town, and because we don't have anybody in town who writes, you know, funny stuff. That would have been a panic if somebody would sure. have written that up. That would have been no, great no. if somebody like Tom Jicka, oh, but he's no, not no, going to no, do no. that. He's too busy writing puff pieces about horrible uh, network shows. That was one of the funniest things in the history of South Florida television. And for anybody who doesn't remember the, that glorious moment, they came in. Now, what, what was the, they were interviewing me or doing a piece on me about something. Yeah, uh, what was right. that about? Oh, something. Anniversary, who knows. Yeah, right. And Gail Bright, who is, of course, a former colleague of ours from WIOD, nice uh, young lady. Yes. Gail came in, a little ditzy sometime, but very nice. And she, uh, in fact, do you remember she begged me? I said, no, I don't want to do it. Because right. I, I got tired of all that crap, you know. And I, I said, okay, for you, I'll do it. And she brought the photographer in, and they just taped me just on the air, right. doing my usual rambling and ranting and raving. And uh, it was the summer. Was it the first summer that you did the fill-ins? It yes. must have been three years ago. Yes. And that was when Maddie Bell, who was uh, the one of the many counter-spies in the building for Greg Reed, he was running around, oh, Greg, he's talking about eating ass on the air. Maddie uh, set himself up as the self-appointed censor of the Neil Rogers show with George Rodriguez hosting. Right. And so Maddie became very upset over the fact that you were, and of course he was a good one to talk because he was busy harassing some abroad in the building. But at any rate, so Maddie was all bent out of shape over the uh, eating ass shows. And so they taped the whole thing, and they obviously were supposed to edit this segment to put on Channel 10 News. Now, right. who was the female? Was it uh, Christy Krueger with the crossed eyes, or was I it somebody else? So. I thought it was Christy Krueger, right? Yeah, with, with Dwight Lauderdale. Dwight, yeah. And so they're going on this thing about they're introducing about Neil Rogers celebrates his uh, 25th year. Yeah, it was my 25th anniversary. 25 years on the year in South Florida. And of course, Neil is always unpredictable, and Dwight Lauderdale introduces it. And here's the clip that I'm saying, and I'm waving my arms frantically as I want to do sometime on <laughs> the air. And I'm saying, uh, Greg, George is talking about eating ass, eating ass. And all of a sudden, <laughs> we come back, and Dwight Lauderdale is as white as he will ever be yeah. in his life. I mean, he is ashen. His, his eyes face were is as white as Casper the Unfriendly Ghost. Mouth agape, eyes yeah. bugging. His mouth, his chin down to his knee. And then, of course, they racked it up again and got <laughs> later on came back and uh, showed the part that was supposed to be on the air. But that was only an accident, probably the greatest piece of uh, sure. uh, tape that was ever on Channel 10 in history. I saw it he, live. I almost died. Yeah. Oh, you saw it live? Sure. He's talking about eating ass. This is <laughs> Sounds like big fun. My eyes oh, it was out. fabulous. You had to see it. You had to be there to believe it. I'm sure there's and a copy around here somewhere. We we have it on tape. I bet you we still have it there somewhere. Somebody's I would enjoy. This. I would enjoy seeing it. Oh, you'd love it. 
to see the look, the expression on his face, and then he, and he came back and he tried to salvage it by, and they looked at each other with well, like a, a look of disbelief. Like, did that really just happen? Did that get on the air? And like, well, he sure is something. And it's always unpredictable. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and of course, Dwight was extra embarrassed because then he knew the word leaked out about him eating Ann Bishop's ass even after she died, which was terrible. Ooh. That's why he had to shave off his mustache. They were they, Actually, they were going to trace for Ann's DNA in his mustache. That's why he had to shave it off. Did you know that? I'm going to puke. Up, uh, <laughs> up until this day, you never knew that. No. Eh? <laughs> anyway, here's a fact from Quincy. He says, first, Rachel, as usual, you're kicking ass. You're absolutely... And by the way, I just want to say this before I read the rest of Quincy's facts because I have a feeling that we're really doing it here. With Pharrell on there now, with Mad Dog going wild from 2 to 4 with a humper on there in the afternoon for a couple hours a day, however much he feels like working, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever strikes his fancy at the moment, and the Marlins on fire. I think between 8 in the morning and uh, 2 o'clock in the morning we're kicking ass, with all apologies to Joe and Mark. You know what I mean? No. So Thursday around 11.40, mark this down, today's already Tuesday the 16th, Thursday the 18th, 11.40 in the a.m., we're going to be proudly saying... For the eight millionth time in a row. Maybe not eight million, but... About 30, man. ...times in a row on this radio station. I I think we're going to be kicking, unless I'm wrong. Now, let me look in my drawer here. Whistle the tune. Because I th I don't really know. Now, let's see. Is this this year or last year? Is what, I don't know what these numbers are. Oh, this is from last year. I have somewhere I have the sheet that's got the month by month, the monthlies. Right. I got I got it. You do? Well, no, because we're going to be dropping off May. This is going to be June, July, and Augusto. See, si. this trend these three months, which is going to be two thirds of the summer book. Now, the May that we're dropping off was May good or bad? I I don't remember. I'll have to go off of here. You don't have? You just got through saying you got it. Yeah, hey, June was good. No, not June. May, May. I'm not talking about June. I'm talking about. I know June was ass kicking, so was July. Uh, I'm right. talking about May. What are we dropping pornography, off? Pornography, pornography. Here we go. Numbers. Yeah. Um. I bet you there's a couple of good numbers in there. We want hours. <laughs> if I knew this was going to be such here. a big project, I no, probably would have like... a great time. We don't uh, want to kill a great time. we got a lot of people here. May was a 5-1. Our... May was uh, not great. As compared to what were the other ones? 6-4 uh, in April, 5-1 in May, 7-1 in June, as you know. So May sucked. Right. So we're going to be dropping off a uh, terrible, the worst of the month. Oh, oh. right. Yeah. Thursday could be a try. I don't want to count our chickens before they hatch, but we'll be proudly announcing. We're number one, damn it! And that morning is, going to go, morning is going to be zooming up, and we know it's going to be Scott. Absolutely. Morrell. No, you don't know that for a fact. I'll, I'll bet you Moe's life no, on it. How do you no, like that? No, no, that was sarcasm in case you didn't hear it. I knew that, but I'm just saying, just to be more put more emphasis on it. I am betting nothing. So you think uh, Clarence is going to get more anus this year? 1226 at 560. Hey, if he keeps hanging out at UM with that blonde wig on his tippy toes, I want to get you know it was him. You know it was him, man, that rear attack. <laughs> hey, when your carpets are looking and smelling really funky, man, you know it's time to call Dry Concepts. If you would call anybody else, you'd have to have your head examined. I really mean that. I've been using them in my house for well over 20 years. They've been around in town for well over 20 years. And uh, nobody who's smart calls anybody else because nobody comes close to the job they do for you at a very, very fair guaranteed price every time. When I say guaranteed, they give you a guaranteed written price before they start the job so you don't have to, like, uh, pace up and down worrying about whether they're going to rip you off when they get finished. Dry Concepts now is offering you a chance to save 15% on your next carpet cleaning. Better call them now, though, because it's getting to the end of the summer, the dog days, and this probably won't last all that long. Just call Dry Concepts toll-free, one 800 
248-5071. has to be put on their standby list. And then Dry Concepts will call you next time they've got an opening in their schedule. It's the same idea as when you fly standby. If you're ready, if you're available when they have an opening, they'll knock 15% off the price for you, and they'll be there in no time at all. So call Dry Concepts today. It has to be put on their standby list. They might even have an opening for you today or whatever day you call them. And you'll get 15% off the regular already low price of the job. If you want a stupendous, unbeatable job on your carpets, your drapery, your furniture, all of these things and lots more, call toll-free 1-800-248-5071. And don't forget the great work they do on your Oriental rugs and carpets, too. 1-800-248-5071 or check them on the web at dryconcepts.com. Live and local, this is Sports Radio 560. UAM. And beat that gator meat. Ladies and gentlemen. If I could offer only one tip for the future, act strange and people will leave you alone. The rest of my advice has no basis more reliable than my own meandering experience. Put a slinky around your neck and try to walk downstairs backwards head first. Sit naked in a large bowl of Rice Krispies and sing feelings while the kernels go snap, crackle and pop. Go up to a ticket booth and try to stick your head through the hole where they say how much. Lick a stranger. Tell them you're from Bosnia and your country, it's a sign of respect. Take lots of pills. One of them might work. Occasionally ask a stranger if they've heard anything from Lewis. Be annoying. During an IRS audit, staple the guy's hand to his desk. Moon, a funeral. Play go fetch with a seeing eye dog while he's working. Run naked through a mall yelling, killer bees, killer bees. Say the word titty without smiling. Try to figure out who said Paulie Shore should star in movies. Don't be surprised if it's the same guy who said John Gacy should work with kids. Ask an old lady if you can carry her groceries and try to make a run for it. Disappear for great lengths of time. Try to touch your forehead with your tongue. It may not work, but many women will appreciate the effort. At a high school reunion, tell your old English teacher that your dog's still eating your homework. Ask Mark McGuire if he'll take a million dollars for one of his balls. Try to find the secret to Carrot Top's success. Understand your conception was an accident, that your parents got wasted and wanted a few more laughs before they passed out. Try not to lose your finger in your nose. Take up Bob Costas and toss him on the lawn next door. Oh. Go on a car trip with Bob Costas and force him to stay in his car seat. All right. Try to dribble Bob Costas. Ask all your friends and family for forgiveness. Knowing you, you've done some crap that's really pissed them off. Wish no ill will to anyone, unless you don't like them, then screw them, they're on their own. Realize anyone who says they're completely happy are completely full of crap. Ask a hell's angel if he's a woman, or has he always walked like that? Understand that there are bad people in the world, and you may just be one of them. Sniff an old lady. Imagine Gomer Pyle in a gay bar trying to get lucky. Do this without laughing. Find what's left of your innocence. Understand it, embrace it, protect it, and every so often, take it out for a nice nosh. Care enough not to care. Hum while you eat. 
act strange, and people will leave you alone. What about Martin Short? What about him? Isn't he a nerd? Sure he is. Okay. I mean, I like Martin Short, don't get me wrong, but he belongs on there. Good news. The Republican-led U.S. Senate defied Bush administration opposition and voted today to rescind new regulations allowing large media companies to grow even bigger. All right. How do you like that? I like it a lot. By a 55 to 40 vote, the Senate approved a resolution that would roll back the FCC rules allowing TV networks to own more local stations and preventing conglomerates to own a newspaper, TV stations, and radio outlets in a single market. The measure faces a tougher battle if the House and the threat of veto by President Bush. What, now, what does it say? The measure faces a tougher battle in the House of Representatives and a threat of veto by President Bush if it reaches his desk. The Republican-led FCC narrowly adopted the new rules in June, which would allow TV networks to own local stations that collectively reach 45% of the national audience, up from 35%, which was the uh, previous law. Under the new rules, one company could own a newspaper, a TV station, and several radio stations in a single market, lifting a decades-old ban on cross-ownership. A company, uh, how about cross-burning? A company would also be permitted to own two local TV stations in more local markets. The regulations were drawn up under the leadership of FCC Chairman the unctuous Michael Powell, son of our Secretary of State, sellout colon. I got all these maps here for you, Powell. Who? Hmm. Who argued the relaxed limits were necessary to reflect the proliferation of cable, satellite TV, and Internet offerings, as well as preserve over-the-air broadcast TV. TV networks like Viacom's Inc., CBS, and News Corp's Fox, the unctuous Fox, contended they needed to acquire more local stations to better compete against cable and satellite TV services. <laughs> Critics ranging from the National Rifle Association to Consumers Union, as well as Democrats and Republicans in Congress, charged that the rules would narrow the choices of viewpoints and cut local uh, news coverage. And they are... Absolutely correct, sir. So for the time being, it uh, faces a rocky road. It looks, uh, looks like we're okay for now. For now. Yeah, I know. So Quincy faxes and says, first great show as usual, you're kicking ass. I don't know, uh, want to tilt your poll to become a jock poll, but Ricky Williams will win this nerd poll, plus the upcoming gay poll. That's what you call killing two birds with one stone, Ricky back to back. Yeah, we've heard those rumors about Ricky, okay? About him and, uh, Rick Moranis. P.S. It says, somebody just said Tom Hanks picture in the nerd spot. No, it says, facts are look real good, it's Ricky without the dreadlocks. So we're gonna put Ricky Williams on there, why not? Got everybody else on there. If we can put Martin Short, why the hell not Ricky Williams? With those, we've got to have one guy with dreadlocks. We don't have any women on there. I guess there are no women who are really nerds. You don't think of women as nerds. Not generally, but I'm sure there are if we think about it. Such as? I don't know, Janine Garofalo. Oh, that's terrible. What about, uh, what's her name from Laverne and Shirley? Penny Marshall. Okay. Is she a nerd? I don't know. See, I don't, you tough, don't usually yeah. think, I mean, she's just ditzy. She's like a ditzy mm-hmm. broad. There's a difference between a nerd. But there's got to be somewhere in a category to fit in here. Hmm. No. Hillary. No way. Hillary's a nerd? What would you call her? Evil oh, no, bitch. Don't, don't answer. Evil bitch? Okay. Oh, you thought I was going to say the C with the yeah, Asimple Yeah, that's what I thought. I see. Boy Scout counselor charged with fondling teens at Keys Camp, Ala Murata. A Miami man's been arrested on charges. He fondled four teenage boys from Pennsylvania to Boy Scout camp in the Florida Keys. Keith Walker, 26, was accused by the boys of reaching into their bathing suits during a scuba diving class at the Florida Sea Base camp on August 13. The boys, ages 14 and 15, immediately reported the abuse at the camp's general manager, Dennis St. Jean. A very remorseful walker was fired one hour later, St. Jean said. I wonder if he's related to Jean Valjean. Well, I need to reread that, you know? Less miserables. Okay. Wouldn't we all like to be less miserable? Yeah, Scott's going to steal some bread here in a minute. What does that mean? Isn't that what he did? He stole a loaf of bread. 
Yeah. Hung out with the rats. <laughs> we'll put them up in my attic for safekeeping. Walker was arrested Thursday, three weeks after a warrant was issued for four counts of lewd and lascivious acts on a minor, said Becky Heron, spokeswoman for the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Detectives said an earlier arrest was delayed when Walker evidently avoided his Miami apartment. Walker held a $150,000 bond fee, returned to Monroe County to face the charges, face the music. The alleged fondling took place halfway through a scuba certification program in a dive tank attended by a group of 18 age boys from the Philadelphia area, St. Jean said. Walker singled out four of the teens and took them one by one to a section of the tank away from their group where the abuse allegedly occurred, St. Jean said. St. Jean said Boy Scout policy to head off possible sexual abuse mandates that no boys can be alone with one adult. Another adult counselor was in attendance but at another location in the dive tank when the alleged fondling took place. Walker had cleared the camp's background check and taught there for three summers in the spring session. St. Jean said he had no prior criminal record in Florida. So there you go. He reached allegedly into their bathing suits during a scuba diving class, and we, we can only imagine what he found in there. Something. Maybe he was checking for hernias. Could be. 20 till 1 at 560 WQM. We got the Mad Dog Jim Mandich at 2. We got the Humper on briefly today. A tough assignment again, 4 to 630, including one hour of the Rob Conrad show, 5 to 6. So it's like basically another day off <laughs> for the Humper. He's got like a perpetual vacation. He's learning. Marlins on deck at 6.30. Boy, this is a pressure-packed night. Marlins at the Phillies. The Marlins with a game-and-a-half lead on Philadelphia for the wild card in the National League right now with only 13 games left. Marlins at the Phillies, 7.05. We got the game tonight, the call by the incredibly boring Dave Van Boring and the outstanding Booster Shambi. Eddie K. after the game, and Joe Mark overnight. That's the uh, agenda. That's the schedule on QAM where the hits just keep on coming. Boy, I'm glad that we're dropping off a, bit, a bad May. Man, that means we've got all a about possibility, that. huh? I forgot all about May. Yeah, that means we got a possibility of a really big, a big one. Maybe even bigger than the one that that guy pulled out of those bathing suits. 20 till 1 at QAM, announcing a 2003 Neil Rogers blowout sale going on right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC. Talk to my good buddies Tom Lehman and Joe Prieto and save yourself a Schmidt load of cash at Hallett even more than usual. Here's special legal deal number one. Save yourself up to $7,000 with the highest rebates of the year, plus deep, deep discounts way down into your pantaloonies. Deal, deal, uh, deal number two, get 0% financing for up to five years. And listen to this. You can lease a 2003 Pontiac Grand Prix GT2 for just 279 bucks a month for 36 months with 12,000 miles a year and only 2,000 bucks out of pocket. You heard right, you pay only 279 bucks a month. Hallett's also got great deals on Yukons and Denali's for you. And as always, Hallett's got an unbeatable, a stupendous, gigantic selection of certified pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs that you can depend your life on, or Scots, as the case may be. And if you're one of those people, and there are a lot of you out there whose credit isn't perfect, maybe you have a blemish or two, and on your credit record as well, it's never a problem at Hallett Pontiac, because the whole idea is they want to sell you a vehicle. It's a 2003 Neil Rogers blowout sale. It's going on right now at Hallett Pontiac GMC, 13401 South Dixie Highway. That's good old US-1 across from the falls, open every day, seven days a week. If you want more information on these spectacular, unbeatable Neil deals, call the Neil Deal Hotline, toll-free, 1-888-534-4211. That's 1-888-534-4211. Don't forget all Neil deals, subject to credit approval. See our buddies at Hallett for details. Hallett Pontiac GMC, once you buy a car there, once you go in there, you'll agree with me. They really are professional grade. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. Philosophy, this is our philosophy, and I'm sure you will agree. People are funnier than anybody. Big Brian Thorne crosses pain to pain. 
was hanging in the closet when Andrew came. Yes. But when we get a soft summer breeze, he gets so hyperventilated like that sex fix sleeve. This is our philosophy. Oi. This is our philosophy. And I'm sure you will agree. Twelve forty-six at five sixty WQM. Hysterical. He's the hysteria specialist at Channel Four. Brian Norcross. Guess what, Brian? Bad news for you. There is no chance. I mean, zero. Zippity doo that Isabel is going to in any way affect impact South Florida. And even though a hurricane watch has been issued for three hundred and thirty miles of the Mid Atlantic coast today, as thousands of residents uh, are waiting hurricane to uh, show up, Isabel weakened to a Category Two storm with one hundred and five mile an hour winds. Ah, oh, that's pussy. It's yeah. going to be fun to try and land in on Friday. Why are you so negative? You are so sour just because you're not getting paid and because you're going to be landing in the middle of a hurricane. You got to cheer up about these things. <laughs> what are you What are you laughing about? I I went. I sat here through two episodes. I lived here through two episodes of SARS, the blackout for uh, 13 hours. You see what I'm saying? Mad cow disease. Mad cow disease, West Nile virus, uh, some, some tainted meat. We had some real bad meat in the city here. <laughs> I've seen some of it. It says a hurricane watch is issued for specific coastal areas that face a possible threat from a hurricane generally within 36 hours. Ed Rappaport sounds like a good Jewish boy. Deputy director of the Hurricane Center said Israel, uh, Isabel, will be one of the strongest storms seen in the landfall area in the last several decades. Uh-oh. Oh, I feel a lot better now. But by the time it gets here to uh, Toronto, if it stays on that uh, course, which they seem to everybody to telling us that it is, it's going to be just a lot of wind and rain, a lot of, you know, a lot of hot air, like Brian Norcross. And what's wrong with a little bit of rain and wind, huh? It's exciting as long as, you know what I'm saying? No. As long as you got enough common sense to come in from uh, the outside. Oh, I got this article about Vegas, which I hope I have time for, about Sin City returning. Remember how they went a few years ago to the family thing, and they, like, uh, wanted to change yeah. the image so that families would come and bring the little kids? Guess what? <laughs> Bad mistake. Turned off a lot of their regular patrons and a lot of people that would like to go there. Because when you go to Vegas, you want to go to a wild and woolly place, not a place where there are a bunch of punky little kids screaming and crying and carrying on. We want filth and vice. Right. So Sin City returns. That's the good news from ABC News. Okay, five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Who's the biggest nerd of them all? Bill Gates leading uh, carrot top one oh four to seventy. After that, small potatoes. Woody Allen thirty three. Paul Schaefer twenty seven. Rick Riley twenty five. George W went on there late, but he's moving up twenty one. Adam Sandler eighteen. Brian Arcross eleven. George Will ten. Everybody else single digits so far. Here's a call from Kendall. Hello. Hey Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. All right. Um, I'd like to participate on your poll. Go right ahead. Um, I'm kind of conflicted. i got two names, and maybe you can help me. Late night, Mr. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien is Brian. a good choice. I like that. He's a nerd. Right. And what about uh, Ashton Butcher? Is he kind uh, of a nerdy kid? He, he can't I don't like him. There's role. something very strange about him. There's something really weird. He has like a, a little girl's body. Yeah, he's freaky. I got uh, yeah, I'll, I'll put him on there. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, I, for the for the kids, I got something I wanted to tell you. The uh, Marlins have a deal, and you know, I know everybody's getting a little excited about the baseball. Mm-hmm, they're um, jumping for, on the bandwagon. For fifty bucks a seat, you go plot some money on. You can put down uh, for postseason tickets. Right now, if, if you just really? walk in, you, you make a little deposit, and uh, they will. <clears throat> yeah, sounds good, huh? It sounds like a, a wiener to me. Have a great day, and Neil. I think Thanks. they're going to make it too. I think they're going to do it. I do too. I really do. Have a great day. You too, pal. Thanks.
How do you like that? Like I said, I'm not going to jump on a bandwagon. Oh, we love the Marlins. I'm not doing that. But like I also said, it's uh, it's something positive, something exciting in a community where generally most of the crap that happens is <coughs> crap. It's sour. Kind of like sour. Like that first Dolphin game, that home opener they lost to a little girls team. Sour. Everybody was eh, more sour than usual. How about Hank Sauer? He used to play right field for the Chicago uh, Cubs. Kenneth Masmacho, Hank Sauer or Hank Bauer? George Sauer. Football. Wasn't uh, George Sauer like the uh, coach of the Bears? Now it's George Hallis. George Sauer. Yeah, Hall- George Hallis is pretty sour. Who the hell was is George Sauer? Receiver for the Jets. Oh, I don't know who that is. Good, I feel better about that. See, if I knew all that sports trivia, I'd feel like really bad. Like maybe I've been working on this station too long, which is obviously true in the first place. But when you're around too many sports nerds, all you start thinking about morning, noon, night, and happening to you is sports. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, man. Woo. Boy, that's still reverberating all the way back uh, up here. All the way over to goddamn Lake Ontario. They'll probably be hearing that in Rochester pretty soon at Vic and Irv's. I'm excited that we got Vic and Irv's on here. That's good. Nice job, uh, Todd Drek. He must have just uh, answered a message. You know, they certainly yeah. didn't call him direct. They have a raffle. I beg your pardon? That's where you get your Rochester White Hots, too, at Vic and Irv's. All the good Rochester stuff. The real, the Emmis, the real Rochester stuff, not make-believe. Here's a lady. I can't believe we actually have a lady on the line from Coconut Creek. Hello. Hi, Uncle Neil. How are you doing? It's the Kiska Kid. All right. Oh, How are you? I'm doing great. Haven't heard from you in a very Lacoon's age. Well, I've been recuperating, so I'm doing great now. Good. I have the ultimate nerd. Okay. You might recognize the name Screech, a.k.a. Dustin Diamond. Uh Uh-huh. I think he is, like, the ultimate nerd. Now, who do we want to call him? Just Screech? Call him Screech, yeah. Everyone knows who Screech is from Saved by the Bell. Absolutely. I saw his his comedy show. It was funny, but it's like, come on, he's Screech. He's a dork. Right. Good choice. Thank you. Glad you're doing well. Thanks. Good. Bye. Bye-bye. Screech. Now, what about the uh, uh, Welcome Back, Cotter? Who was the nerd on that show? Horseshack. Oh, yeah. Horseshack. Yeah, but that, that's too old. That's Yeah. Ancient history. What about old nerds? Who's the biggest nerd of them all? Bill Gates. That was George's choice. <coughs> 106 votes. I don't think they're going to catch old Billy. No. Although, I guess if you're going to be a nerd and you have the kind of money he's got, you don't give yeah, a flying right. crap. Yeah, you know? Call me whatever you want. Asshole. Bill Gates, 106. Carrie, yeah, he's an asshole. He's obnoxious. And his whole Microsoft Evil. thing, we hate them like fools. I wish they would go away. Yeah. Carrot Top, 72. Woody Allen, 34. So it's strictly a two-house race. Is George W. moving up? Hey, Rick Riley's ahead of George W. Bush. Oh! boy, Rick. They haven't forgotten, man. Of course, you're the one that always had to bug up your ass about him. He put it there. And to, oh, see now, at least at least enough time has uh, gone by. You admitted it. Now you're not denying no, but it anymore. It's all past tense. We mended our fences. Uh, you're the one that won't admit that. But what do you mean I won't admit it? Huh? Well, we had our problems and we got over it. Yeah. They, they ended as soon as I didn't have to work that show anymore. As soon as you didn't have to talk to him anymore. <laughs> right. He he's uh he's a tough he's a tough um how do I put it tough guy to like. You know what I mean? He, he doesn't, I, I, don't, he doesn't I, I like. I actually, you won't believe this. I actually like Rick Riley. I like the. I like Rick Riley. I like the Rick and Sud show when he's not talking stock market. No, no, that that's a different story. Yeah. We're talking about personal now. But I mean, I actually like Rick, but he's just. I don't know. There's something about him that he uh, he makes it difficult, as opposed to Suds, who's just like a a teddy bear that everybody right. wants to love he's and hug and just a good guy. But Rick is just. I don't know. He's there's his own little... worst enemy. Is that what it is? Yeah. He doesn't help himself. Is that why you always refer to him as that asshole we used to work with? Here's a Pompano. Hello. 
Neil? Yes, sir. Okay, I've got your first email for the list. Excellent. Ricky Lake. Yeah, Ricky Lake is a nerd. That's right. uh, more th- yeah, a geekette. Yeah, she's a geek. That's good. Okay, and I got and I got two guys for you. Okay. Brian Gumbo. Mm. Uh, yeah, he's horrible. Man. He's he, no, he is horrible, but he's not a nerd. I, he doesn't huh? fit in the nerd category. He's just obnoxious. He's right, he's. Uh, like, what's the other one? From Fox News, uh, Neil Cavuto. He's this finance wizard. He thinks he is, and he. Yeah, he's he's just an asshole. Well, he's a nerd and an asshole. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot, pal. Have a great day. City is a nerd and asshole. I'm not putting him on. I'm putting Ricky Lake on there. We got to have one woman. A yeah, nerd that's what I said. You got to have one woman. Not another. Well, now that we know all about, let's see. Uh, Wesley Clark is going to announce tomorrow he's running, and Hurricane is down to a Category Two, and it's coming up here uh, right down Young Street, all the way to Lake Ontario. <laughs> Now those are real. Oh, that's right. You can't see this. You could describe them in great detail. No, I can't describe, describe those teeth. No. What cup size would you uh, guess? About 48 triple D. Ooh. I don't know. I'm not good at that. that that's not my, you know. Not your bag. Not my bag. Those aren't your bags. Fun bags. I can't believe that not every uh, red-blooded heterosexual male in America subscribes to the Playboy channel. I bet you if Scott was getting paid any money, he'd subscribe to it. Hard to have a TV when you live under an overpass. <laughs> well, the, see, this is the way it is. George forgot to tell you, but the last guy who who had that job that you're in right now, I you inherited his, his spot under the overpass. Hola. So why the hell should you move up in uh, you know, in a world when you can just live in the same comfortable, on the same blanket that he used to live on? Last time I saw him, he's living under this console. Before his eyeballs popped out. Barely living. Wow. Well, listen, we had any update on him? No. Good. I don't want to hear about it. And to think that I actually rewarded him for the work he was doing on the Internet. I'm a moron. You know, I'm a schmuck. I have got to be the most, the easiest person. I've got to be an imbecile. No, I am. What do you mean by that? Oh, that's right. You're you're responsible for schlepping him in there, for foisting him on us. Mm -hmm. Here's one. Yeah, it is. If we if we like gave you a million dollars to tell us the truth, I told for, you for free. Twelve fifty seven at five sixty WQM. If you want to see the best in horse race simulcasting, then ho- head over to Pompano Park Harness Track. Wasn't that something Fat Rich called yesterday? That was really amazing to have us wish him a happy birthday. Happy birthday, Rich. Keep losing that weight, Rich. He's lost six hundred pounds just since that phone call yesterday. Pompano Park is open every day, seven nights and days a week, featuring the best in harness, thoroughbred, and highlight action, too, from across North America for you to watch and wager on. And don't forget, at Pompano Park, general parking and admission are always free. You can enjoy plenty of free seating and hundreds and hundreds of TVs to view your favorite track from, or you can get a private box seat with your own TV monitor for just 2 bucks. And it's all done in a smoke-free environment. Come watch and wager this Thursday, September 18, on the $600,000 Little Brown Jug from Delaware, Ohio. You can't beat those jugs with a special post time of 11 a.m. And you know what? I can watch it right here on the air. Mark that down. Don't let me forget because i got the racing channel here. Okay. This Thursday at 11 a.m., and you can watch it and plunge on it at Pompano Park. This Saturday, it's the $700,000 Canadian Trotting Classic at Mohawk Raceway right here in Toronto, Canada, eh? And don't forget, racing fans, Pompano Park will be back in action with the start of their 40th anniversary season of harness racing beginning Friday, October 10th. It's just a matter of a couple of weeks away. Pompano Park, a block south of Atlantic Boulevard on Powerline Road. Call 954-972-2000 for the daily simulcast schedule or go on the web at pompanopark.com. And don't forget, Elmer Conrad is God. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours. QAM. 
560 WQM, biggest nerd, says the faxer. Todd Tongan at Channel 10. I would agree with that. Todd loves this show, by the way. Good. And our poll question for tomorrow, who is Todd Tongan and does Don know? Is he the one that does that 10 taxi embarrassing thing? He does all those silly featurettes, uh, weather, uh, whatever. He's a silly person. He's Channel 10's professional silly person. Todd Tongan, you don't know who that is? If he does the 10 taxi thing, then I know who it is. He's a silly person. Yeah. By the way, Eric is doing it, baby, right on our website. Take a look at that. Look at the quality of that uh, cart. It's not a cartoon. Of the, well, it's whatever you would call it. It's, it is a it's cartoon. It's a thing. It's a picture. Yeah. Look at the quality of that. George W., historically uh, correct action figure, AWOL photo. Well, actually, it doesn't say photo. What does that say underneath? What? AWOL it's... something. What does that say? L-U-T-O. What are the first... Uh... I can't make I out what the first part. Huh? Hmm? On the on the videotape, it says AWOL something underneath it. He's got this. He's holding that oh. bottle. AWOL Bluto. Bluto? Bluto. Tijuana 72. He's got the Mexican hat on, the AWOL, uh, the outfit, and he's got the bottle of uh, tequila or whatever in his hand. It's a beautiful thing. That's W, baby. And it's right on time. Oh, and there's a couple of bottles down by his uh, sneakers, too. He sneaked them in. Right on top of Yoda Moda. Nice going, Eric. Thank you. What? Those are the empties. Five six seven oh five sixty. El Presidente. <laughs> he got religion, baby. He put away the booze. He put away the powder. Here's a call from Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. How you doing today? Pretty good, sir. Uh, how about skanky nerds, female, like Ann Coulter, Nancy Grace? What do you think, George? Okay. Skanks. Okay. Definitely Nancy. Nancy Grace. I'll give you that. She makes me want to puke, huh? 
And she's got to be on there, and Coulter's got to be on there, too. And Coulter's got to be on there. Absolutely. Okay, and thank you, sir. knocking on the door there. Have a great day. You too, thanks. What do you say? Huh? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT. What we have here is a failure. Yeah, we'll get some women on there just for equal time. I don't think they're going to do all that great because there are other words I would have, you know, for right. some of these people, especially like for Ann Coulter, you know, Isn't like she more evil. Bitch. That would be more like. Evil. I beg your pardon. Isn't she more evil? See, than he's interrupting nerd? again. That means he's definitely not getting on the payroll for at least two more weeks. Now we've already done those evil doer things. Okay, I realize maybe you weren't sitting in that seat at the time. We've done those evil doer things. We're way ahead of you. We're like light years ahead of you. In fact, we're almost to the bank. Now, when you get to the bank, you got to have a check to cash. <laughs> so I would stop in your tracks right now and turn back and see if there's one waiting for you in your BT and Verizon line. Who is the biggest nerd of them all? Got a pretty heavy-duty list here. Here's Miami. Hello. What's up, Neil? How you doing, sir? Actually, uh, even though it's kind of late, I do have uh, three nerds for three different categories. I got a Hollywood nerd, a media nerd, and a sports nerd. Yeah. Uh, my Hollywood nerd has got to go to uh, Toby Maguire. Yeah. Uh, my media nerd is Tucker Carlson from CNN, the right. bull tie guy. And uh, sports nerd got to be Greg Maddox from yeah, the Atlanta it? Braves, the pitcher. With the silly glasses, yeah. Yeah. He's a uh, he, he. I just whatever you think nerds in sports, he's got to be the number Plus, one somebody guy. forgot to tell Greg that he lost it a couple of years ago. Somebody please uh, call him and tell him. Uh, he doesn't wear glasses anymore. Thanks a lot, Well, Pat. he wears them. He just wears contacts on the field. Yeah, right. On the field, you don't see them, but he wears them in, uh, in real, real nerdy glasses, too, like old-fashioned, silly. Uh, thanks a lot. All right. See you. Now, Scott, you're, uh, I hate to break the news to you, but yeah, he does wear the contacts when he's pitching. Right. But he doesn't wear them. Like, you'll see him in the dugout, on, like games uh, when he's just in the dugout not pitching on that day. Yeah, he's got them, those silly, silly, goofy glasses. Yeah, used to Greg Maddox is a good choice, okay? Don't be knocking this guy just because he happens to be a little dark-complected. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon wireless line. Greg, I hate to break the news to you. I loved you when you were with the Cubs back in those glory days, but uh, you lost it. You couldn't get uh, Pharrell out. Out of what? Out of that seat. Here's Hollywood. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Keith Overman and Al Rogers. <laughs> wow. Wow. I like Keith Overman on there. Al Rogers is an inside thing, which he's absolutely right there. That's a nerd. That's a real stalking nerd. Keith Oberman? O-L, Oberman, O-L-B-E-R-M-A-N, Keith Oberman. That's the one I keep screaming about. I never get any response on it, but everybody knows who I'm talking about because it's a sports nerd station. He's been on every one of the – he was on MSNBC. Then he was on Fox. He was on ESPN. Now he's back on Fox again with his .1 share. This man thinks that when he speaks in his deep stentorian tones, he reminds me of somebody we got on our station. Absolutely. Who thinks that when he speaks with that stentorian voice, that the world is hang, uh, hanging on every word, and instead of word, it's more like... You turd. Turd. I mean, the, nobody cares. Keith Olbermann, an ego the size of uh, Texas, the size of Uranus. Can't stand that son of a bitch. Man, talk about a self-important, uh, self-absorbed. He reminds me a little bit of a sportsy, although now he's newsy. You know, he's, he's a comedian. He's whatever they want him to be. Reminds me of Charles Grodin. Only even more serious and more humorless and more uh, deadpan and more like, uh, oh, God. What, who, how are you kidding, Keith, okay? You can't keep a job longer than five minutes, you jackass. 
And I'll guarantee you that the sports nerds, including some of our uh, friends on our radio station, probably think he's just uh, the cat's meow because he's a sports nerd. You know, he's one of them, that fraternity, that Romy, homey, uh, oh. Homo. That homo thing. Here's a call from Davey. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Uh, I think one would be uh, Macaulay Culkin. Good choice. And uh, how about Ray Perry? Gotta go to work. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're, we're getting some inside, inside names on here. We like Ray, but Ray is definitely a nerd. Here's another one on seven inside. I beg your pardon? Take the inside call on seven. Another inside call? Uh, inside person. I see. Lady in West Palm, hello. Yes, ma'am. Has anybody mentioned the bird? As the, the bird? biggest nerd of all time. The bird is dead. He is? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. I know. That makes me feel really bad. Um, well, can I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can tell. <laughs> can I slip something in on the gay poll, even though uh, it's Sure, go yet, ahead. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep it in mind. Go ahead. That guy, Cam, uh, Bill Kamal, he calls himself. Yeah. I, I saw him in uh, the Publix in, uh, at the beach, and he was wearing, like, speedo, a Speedo, mm-hmm. a pin-tight Speedo with a muscle shirt. So he's got to get on the top of the list for me. She makes a big splash wherever she goes, believe me. Thanks a lot, sweetheart. Okay. Have a great day. Miss Kamal. Although, is Miss Kamal pretending to be uh, anything other than Weather Fairy uh, Jr.? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I think she's well-known. It's 11 past 1 at 560 WQM. Ask some of our people in the programming. They'll probably tell you. Hey, if you're underpaid, overworked, or underappreciated, how would you like to have a new high-paying career before year's end, Scott? Pick up the sure. phone and call Fast Train. Something for you to think about, something to keep in mind. Instead of getting jerked around in this radio business, maybe you actually have some skills and make a real uh, paycheck. Say the number slowly, please. In which, in your case, any paycheck would be better than what you're making now. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They can have you trained and certified before year's end. In fact, you ought to be certified like insane if you're continuing to work for QM for free. The demand for computer professionals continues to grow. There's no better time than right now to get you a new high-paying career. Fast Train offers job placement assistance, convenient to evening and weekend schedules, with six Florida locations, including a couple in Tampa, by the way, Scott, and four in South Florida. There's about to be one nearby you or wherever you're going to be living. Fast Train offers financial assistance to people who qualify. So call Fast Train today. Get out of your dead-end job. Quit working for free or next to it. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. No excuses, no more. Working for peanuts. Check them out on the web at FastTrain.com, and then call them tool-free like Scott's going to do momentarily at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. President of the United States, Al Gore, I have recently poked my head out of the shadows of oblivion to take pot shots at the president. I have reappeared, much like Puxatawney Phil, the groundhog creature that reappears each year to determine whether or not we'll have an early spring. I wish it to be known that it was I who was responsible for saving the lives of those nine miners in Pennsylvania over the weekend. I had asked the media to keep my name out of it as not to appear a spotlight hog. However, I feel the American people have a right to know the truth. Here's what happened. Upon hearing of this unfortunate accident, I raced to the scene. I lowered myself into the mine using an old Ron Popeil pocket fisherman and some bailing wire. Down, 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 into the depths of darkness I sank, 
never thinking of my own safety, but rather of the safety of those men on the ground. When I reached the miners, they said to me, Hey, you're the guy that invented the Internet, right? I said, Yes. We all had a Mike's Hard Lemonade, which I brought with me down into the hole, and then we sat around and reenacted the fart scene from Blazing Saddles. I thought you should know the truth. And now, much like the groundhog creature pucks the tawny fill, I'll sink back into the darkness of oblivion until I am needed again. This is Al Gore, superhero. 454 votes. How could we left off Al Gore? Right. So we thank, uh, who, whose fax is that on? Oh, Keith and Boca, thank you, which he's got a bunch of. Who's Crispin Glover? Who is that? Uh, actor, geek. He was in Charlie's Angels most recently. Birdie. You, I don't know if you've uh, ever seen him in anything. No. Should we put him on here? Sure. Crispin Glover, get him on there. Why not? Just to give Eric more work to do. Poor Eric. But anyway, nice job on that picture, Eric. Excellent. Everybody check that out. Wall Bush. Who's the biggest nerd of them all? Bill Gates, 116. Caratop, 73. Woody Allen, 42. Paul Schaefer, 31. He has a wife, you know. Oh, God, if there's anybody that just, I mean, he floats like a butterfly. <laughs> Big ladies, man, they say. Yeah. George W., 29. Rick Riley, 29. Tied with the president. And I bet you I know who uh, Rick Riley voted for, and it wasn't Pat Buchanan this time. Adam Sandler, 18. Brian Norcross, 14. Ben Stein, 13. George Will, 12. Mike Lupica, 10. Joe Zagaki, 9. Jay, Joe, look at that. Jay Fiedler's right on your ass, Joe. Jay Fiedler, Sean Hannity, Ross Pirro, each have 8. Screech has got 6. Bob Costas, 5. Tom Hanks, 5. Rick Moranis has got 3. Isn't that what almost everybody wants? Moranis? Sure. Depending. Why not? I don't care for licorice myself. Weird Al Yankovic, too. Tucker Carlson's only got a pair. George Stepp on top of us, too. Clay Aiken, too. Chris Collinsworth, one. Only one for Ricky Williams, Sam Donaldson, Dennis Kucinich, Matthew Lesko. I have no idea. I, I guess I do. I just don't ever stop and watch that with the question marks. You're lucky. Who's the uh, character in Batman with the, the Riddler? Yes. With the question marks. Excuse me. Uh, Tim Burton, one. Jason Biggs, one. And no votes. This should really break your heart. No votes for David Spade. Or that Martin Short. Or Conan O'Brien. Or Ashton Kutcher. Or Ricky Lake. Or Richard Dreyfus, Or Todd Tong Tongan. And now the damn thing hopped back up on top again. Or, uh, uh, did I say Martin Short? I don't know. Nancy Holder, Nancy Grace, Greg Maddox, or Keith Olbermann. Don't have any out of 459. Todd Tongan must have just got one. He must have just, yeah, he just got one. Probably Dwight Lauderdale voted. Hey, Dwight, we're delighted that you listened to the highly rated Neil Rogers show, and don't worry about that eating ass thing. Everybody in town loved it. Biggest female nerd of all time, speaking of Channel 10, Janet Reno. I think she deserves to be on there. Mm -hmm. The nerd lady. She's at least as butch as Ricky Lake ever dreamed of being. And anyway, this uh, fax from um, Keith and Bokey, he's got a whole list of people, besides Chris McGlover. Matthew Broderick, eh, he's a little nerdy, but I don't know. He's old news. Drew Carey. Okay. I would just describe Drew Carey as fat and untalented. But nevertheless, Drew Carey, you can put him on there. He's nerdy with a silly glasses, the whole deal. Uh, Jerry Lewis. Now, picking on Jerry with his head blown up like a bullfrog <laughs> sounds really enjoyable to me. I mean, like a ba in bad taste. Jerry Lewis. I wouldn't think of Jerry Lewis as uh, just annoying right? at this point, wouldn't you? Right. And one thing about that telethon, if you watch enough of it. It'll make you shit. Right. And Regis? Regis Philbin. Is he nerdy? Uh, just regular. Yeah, I wouldn't say Regis. Don't be picking on Regis. 
especially with that hot show he's got with uh, what's her name? And by the way, I like her a lot now. Whatever her name is, Kelly Ripa. Kelly's Ripa, even though she isn't as uh, she's pretty more. I don't mediocre. like her as much as I used to. She uh, appeared at a fundraiser for um, who was it? Howard Dean or some Democratic fundraiser? Oh, it's good. big, Neil. It's bigger than both of us. So we got to like Kelly a lot. She has an Audi. Does she really? Yeah. Regis has an innie, so it must work out pretty well. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Nerds. Here's a call from Okeechobee where they have a lot of nerds. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Yes, sir. How are you doing? Oh, just wonderful. I can't believe you don't have Alex Pinellas on that poll. Yeah, he's a little nerd. That, that's, he's perfect. I would think so. Absolutely. Yeah. He's on it now. And have a great day. Well, he just kind of vanished off into the wilderness of Okeechobee, which could be anywhere. I'll tell you, that'd be a good poll. Which is the most Neanderthal? Okeechobee? Pahokee or Temple Terrace or Lutz? Okahumka. Okahumka, two egg. Well, what a Yahoo, man. I'll tell you, once you get yeah. south of, like, what, Pennsylvania? <laughs> no, see, I mean, you look at the map and you think, well, Pennsylvania, that's way the hell up north. Well, you're right, yeah. but uh, most of America is like the deep south. Yeah. It really is. Take a look at the map. What's Now, I'm just out of my memory. Like, what's under Pennsylvania is, like, Virginia? Right. Right, and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And the Carolinas. Exactly. There, there's 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 the north and the northeast and some of the upper Midwest and then there's like uh, the the west coast Washington Oregon and California and then yeah. other than that those are the cowboy states anyway. Other than that, you got like a Yahoo uh, America's a Yahoo place, and you wonder why George W uh, was able to fix the election, make no. it that close. I don't wonder. It's a Yahoo place. You got your Utah and Wyoming and uh, Nevada. Although Nevada's got enough uh, wild and oh, that reminds me, Sin City returns. See how this all fits together sooner or later? Nice segue. <laughs> I fell into another bucket of crap. Can you smell it? In the backseat of a limousine, a sultry woman is breathing heavily as she runs her finger through her chauffeur's hair. Oh, I probably could find some sound effects for that. Wait a minute. Oh, careful. If you could see what I'm looking at. What? Yeah. Smack my. Up. Alrighty then. How about that? How about that? Hello, sports fans. Well, that's what she was doing. You might use a good sport, all right? Before. About time. She's breathing heavily as she runs her finger through the chauffeur's hair and rubs her arm against mm. the... Uh... Yeah, that's how one of the new commercials for Vegas begins. It's part of a $25 million marketing <laughs> campaign the city is kicking off under the slogan, What Happens Here Stays Here. The commercials are about freedom and expressing yourself according to Bill Vasilides, Vaseline, whose company R&R Partners created the ads. They're about releasing your own inhibitions and creating your own fantasies. Like the one that I got on there, I'm watching right now, and George and Scott only wish they were watching. The ads depict a Vegas that's an adults-only destination, and one with an X rating that city officials their own bounds, something no place else does. Is sex an element of that? Of course, Vasilady said. The idea of transforming Vegas into kind of an erotic fantasy land comes at a time when gambling revenues are down. A lot of people want to go down, but the revenues are down because they aren't doing it in Vegas like they used to. Research by the University of Nevada has found the amount of time the average tourist spends at the casino tables has dropped significantly in recent years. That means tourists are spending their money someplace else. In 1998, there were just five strip clubs on the outskirts of Vegas. Today, there are 20, all located within a few miles of the major hotels. All right. 
You have to remember that strip clubs used to be a place where people used to go around some red light district in the town, hide from everybody else, said Dolores Eliades of the Sapphire Gentlemen's Club. Now they walk in the front door, sometimes with their wives, oftentimes with their girlfriends, and enjoy dancing and humping and whatever else. Since state regulations prohibit stripping in casinos, casinos have found another way to compete. Virtually every casino now has opened at least one trendy nightclub and bar, and the traditional Vegas re review is in many cases topless and in some cases blatantly erotic. Nikki Taylor. Oh. What? Huh? The fierce fight for tourism dollars is starting to unnerve some of those who actually live in Vegas, although they've long been accustomed to looking the other way. Local officials even held a public hearing to debate the legality of lap dancing, during which Metro Police played surveillance tapes showing women performing sexual acts during a lap dance. Oh, oh my God. In a surprise move, local officials enacted a lot of restrict contact between customers and dancers. How boring. How boring. You know, you want your community to be a reflection of who you are, and I don't think that these ad campaigns or that all that sex is a reflection of what this community has said. Lisa Hold the Mayo, a Vegas resident for 16 years. I wonder if she's kin to Mike Hold the Mayo. Mayo, three of whose five children were born in Vegas, said she never had a problem with the image or reality of the Vegas Strip until now. They have these mobile billboards that drive around town. That's where I draw the line. She said, I say, you know what? Stay with the tourists. Keep it with the tourists. These mobile billboards show topless women. All right. Shame, shame. Mayo said she once saw one of the mobile billboards parked next to a church. When you start encroaching between my church or a church in my post orifice, that's when you've crossed the line. In fact, the marketing of Vegas strip clubs rather than the strip clubs themselves appears to be the bigger issue with Mayo. The clubs, I think if you live here, you have to accept that's part of what they sell. So it says Las Vegas really is two cities. One is the strip, the other is a booming conservative community of nearly two million people. So there you go. It's that old American conflict again between the living and breathing people who want to have a good time and be left alone doing it and the holy rolling assholes who want to tell everybody how to live and what they'll do and up yours. Get a life. Real American assholes. We salute you, Mr. Dance-by-yourself guy. Dance-by-yourself guy. You think she's dancing with you. Then she rubs another man's crotch. Most men would leave the floor with their heads hung low, but not you. You feel the rhythm in your soul and the peach snops coursing through your veins. King of the dance floor. Sure, people are looking at you, judging you. Wishing you were dead, but you don't care. You just do a spin move and party on. Watch him get down, watch him get down. Finally, you make your move, only to find out that her boyfriend did time and enjoyed it. Ow! So we salute you, Mr. Dance by Yourself guy, your broken jaw, your ambulance driver, and your parachute pants. You are a real American. All right. 132, that's asshole he's trying to say there. We got uh, about 500 votes on the poll, not too shabby, considering we, like, uh, had the uh, start us and stop us, interrupt us. Yeah. 497 votes, to be exact. Here's the uh, double-digit ones. The biggest nerd of all time, Bill Gates, 123. He's got it. Carrot Top, 74. Woody Allen, 45. George W. Bush, 32. Paul Schaefer, 31. Rick Riley, 29. Adam Sandler, 19. Brian Norcross, 17. Ben Stein, 14. What an asshole that guy is, you know? Yeah. The wrong people have the money. There's two guys, Ben Stein and uh, Bill Gates. Clear Tons of money, real major assholes. George Will, another one, 12. Dustin Diamond, a.k.a. Screech, has uh, got 11, as does Mike Lupica. Ross Pirro, 10. And Joe Zagacki. Joe Zagacki sucks, okay? Okay. Also has 10. Double digits for the uh, old penis face. Seriously, th those promos that we're playing to him calling that touchdown are so... 
I don't think there's a high school station in America that would play those on air. They'd be so embarrassed. I don't think even WVUM at the University of Miami would be playing that because they'd be so embarrassed. It's just so out of control, so juvenile. Here's a call from Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How about Gary Sauner? Oh, that's an excellent choice. Uh, jackpot. There you go. Thank you. There's somebody who knows that asshole in our sales department. Gary. Now, we're not going to put him on there because nobody knows who that is. But, right. boy, what a good choice. In fact, Gary Sarner, I've been telling you this last couple of years, he's got an identical twin look-alike in Amsterdam, and they're mm -hmm. both nerds. Same, uh, you'd be amazed. You'd be shocked. He looks exactly like him, a little bit younger version, and the same uh, mindless kind of appearance, and a nerd. Take Real asshole. What? Take his picture. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go running around Amsterdam starting to take pictures of people. Right. They already got enough perverts here. They don't need somebody who's sneaking pictures. Believe me, if I'm going to be taking pictures of anybody in Amsterdam, it ain't going to be him. Saudi Arabia beheads marijuana smuggler. All right. Here we go. Our good friends, the Saudis. A Saudi drug trafficker was beheaded Sunday, a Ministry of Interior statement said. Daher bin Thamer al-Shimri was convicted of smuggling marijuana into the kingdom, the statement said. That'll teach him. I guess he won't be doing that no more. Never again. That's a good way to make sure. No more. No more. Al-Shimri was beheaded in the eastern province of Hafer al-Batan, bringing the number of beheadings in the kingdom this year to 41. Most of them drug traffickers. At least 49 people were beheaded last year. And they won't be doing it. No more. No more. No more. No more. This conservative country of Saudi Arabia follows a strict interpretation of Islam under which people convicted of drug trafficking, murder, rape, and armed robbery are executed. Beheadings are carried out with a sword in public. So I guess unlike that bit that we played, they're not stoning the death in public. Mm-mm. So I guess this guy didn't get stoned twice like that kid in two nights. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. I think we go in there, see if it's me. I go in there, we take over Saudi Arabia. Okay. No sweat. No. Take over the oil fields. Put all them laundry heads out where they belong in the pastures. Let them pick cotton or whatever they have in the oil uh, in the sand. Poppies. Pick the poppies, right? They'll all be yelling, I poppy, by the time I get through with them. And to put all this bull crap to rest. Stop the baloney. Let's see, Friday now, look at this. The rain will linger a little, but by the beginning, by the middle of the day, rather, the conditions will be clearing up. We're at 18 degrees, and for 18. the rest of the weekend and into next week, we have sunny skies. Radio Trinidad. cool 18 to 19 degrees 18. then. That is the five-day forecast. Let's take it back into the newsroom. What are you, are you knocking our uh, ethnic diversity here in Toronto, man? Not at all. Playboy Channel? City Pulse 24. I'm not a... What do you mean the Playboy channel? What do you think? Is this some kind of a guy X-rated radio show? Yes. There's the Playboy channel. Sweet. Oh, I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> Speaking Saudi. Oh, okay, great. Look at that thing. It looks like she must have hung out in the produce department of Gigantic Banana. She's just about getting ready to peel it. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T. Come on, let's bring this program back to the nice family uh, atmosphere that we enjoy here on QAM after eight o'clock in the morning. Manson family, the uh, Marilyn Manson family, or the Charles. Here's a call from Hallandale. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. What, what about that? I'm trying to think of the guy's name. He wears his pants almost up to his neck. Urkel, that little black Shvatsa Urkel. Urkel. Yeah. Urkel. Yeah, I mean, Urkel. he's the biggest nerd of all time with the glasses. He's a, he's a character, though. He's, he's a, a character, one? but I don't know the guy's name in real life. But, I mean, Urkel. 
Say it again. (laughs) Oh, I think he was trying to say Urkel, wasn't he? Yeah, Urkel. Just relax. He was just worked up about Urkel. Urkel. He wanted to see how many times he could say it. How many times he say it? About thirty, man. Good work, pal. Let's see. Here's one that says Tucker. Tucker faxes says squeaky voice, adolescent viewpoints, hero worship of ball players. How about Steve Geldy Goldstein? Oh, that's a good one. We should have had him on there earlier. Steve Goldie Goldstein. That's perfect. Is the quintessential nerd. And and you know something? What? I don't even know if uh, Tucker, who sent this fax, has ever seen Geldy. But man, if he doesn't look like the definitive nerd, doesn't he? I mean, I hate to. I, don't I hate to say it? No. No, I'm glad to say it. He, he's a nerd. He sounds like a nerd. He looks like a nerd. And then of course he's got to work with Howard, the nerd. How nerd? So I think that Geldy absolutely is certainly ought to be on there. Don't don't forget it. Get it on there before the end of the show. You watch how fast Geldy just rises up to the top. Only reason he got hired is because he had a big penis and Joe Rose was impressed. And then when our programming people saw it, wow! Especially that Andrew Ass in the woods. That was, that was his only recommendation for the job. Is that a fact? That is a fact. You, uh, see, and I just screwed this thing up. But I was oh, going to say he's got a big heart on. But I just, it's a good thing I noticed that there too. See, see, I just fell into another bucket of crap. I keep falling into them all day long. Who's the biggest nerd of them all? Is our poll question today. Now, don't forget tomorrow we're going to start that series <laughs> series of polls about dead people just to piss off Mo. Absolutely. That's right. Just because it makes him so apoplectic and good timing too, because the following day is the day the trends come out. <laughs> and I'll guarantee you, Mo, ours is going to be much bigger than yours and the poll number two, the uh, the rating. Going to be much, much bigger. And whatever you got, uh, divide it by about six, and then you'll have your number because most of it is Pharrell. There's no doubt about that. Bill Gates, 124. Caratop, 74. Woody Allen, 45. George W., 32. Powell Schaefer, 31. Rick Riley and Adam Sandler, uh, 29. Adam Sandler, 19. I guess it ain't changed all that much. 20 till 2, we got the Mad Dog coming along at 2 o'clock. The Hysterical Hound, who yesterday, boy, I sure hope we get that tape, you know. That would be phenomenal. It's a done deal. It is? Yeah. We're going to have it for tomorrow? Jeff. Uh, I'm taking care of it. All right. All right. That's going to be sensational when a mad dog loses it and goes ballistic about the nine-minute breaks that they have to endure on his show and about the worst team having to endure that, which is why the reason that they didn't get the big numbers, and about the fact that the morning show we got now in those early hours really blows. <laughs> is there any question about it? Absolutely. Not. No question about this either, that VIPSportsbook.com is the outfit you ought to be plunging your guts with because they're the people you can trust. They've been around a long time. Not some Johnny-come-latelys who are trying to jump on the bandwagon, reaching into your pocket, getting your plunging money. Ninety-nine percent of those other bookies you hear about on this radio station are located in the jungles of Costa Rica or Guatemala or Nicaragua or one of those uh, 18th world countries. Nicaragua. This year, move up in class to VIPSportsbook.com, the oldest and largest sportsbook in a country that we love, Holland, Netherlands, where they have those wooden shoes. 100% legal and licensed, too. Listen to me and call VIPSportsbook.com right now, 1-866-VIP-BETS, because they're South Florida's best, most dependable, reliable, etc. Sign up right now. You can bet all the South Florida football and basketball teams juice-free all year long. You want to bet on the Dolphins? Good luck to you. It's 100 to win 100. You want to bet the Hurricanes? It's 100 to win 100. So forget about that vigorish. All sign-ups get 20% cash bonus. Not some silly, stupid-ass, funny-money match-play bonus. You get the real thing, a 20% cash bonus. VIPSportsbook.com. That's where you find them online or call them toll-free. <clears throat> at 1-866-VIP-BETS. That phone number again, it's 1-866-VIP-BETS. Be sure and tell me you heard about it here on most prestigious sports obsessive QAM, VIPSportsbook.com, where you always are the VIP. Live, Live and local, we are Sports Radio 560 QAM. God? Yes. 
What's a nice kid like you? Playing with the president's Now what's a nice kid like you? Playing with the president's With designer pants and a visit dress. That old Ken star can't get you to confess. What's a nice kid like you? Playing with the president's It's a nice kid like you, holding it between your lips. What's a nice kid like you? Yeah. Time between his hips. You're not riding enough to hold down a job. What you do best is go right. down on Willie's knob. What's a nice kid like you? All right. Playing with the president. You can make a million dollars thanks to Bill's bad taste. The movies and books would be the frosting on your face. What's a nice kid like you? Oh, my God. Playing with the president's on your knees. Playing with the president's golden jeans. Playing with the president's you better spit. So you said that the second break and at the spot and last break is gone. Is that what you said? Just checking. Yeah, we don't have to be bashful. We do it right over on openly on the air. This is a good time to remind you that uh, doing that during a bit cuts the bit off. Well, that's his fault. That's Scott's fault for talking to me uh, while uh, I'm playing I a bit. To talk to you during a bit. Asshole. So in other words, it cuts in a bit. I forgot all about that. And it also puts me on the air when I do that. I guess, huh? Huh? What? Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. Uh, what we have here is a failure to uh, respond. Get with it. Here's the way to pull to shape it up so far. Let's go. It's re. It's refreshing. It's rehashing. It's thinking about. Why is it sitting there stuck there like that? Oh, here we go. Who's the biggest nerd of them all? Bill Gates, hundred twenty-five. Carrot Top, seventy-four. Woody Allen, forty-six. George W, thirty-four. Paul Schaefer, thirty-one. Everybody else under thirty. Okay, under. About thirty, man. Here's a call from Jupiter. Hello. Jupiter. Oh, hey, how's it going, Neil? Yes, sir, okay. How about uh, um, John Tesh? Oh, excellent choice, magnificent. Tesh, uh, he thinks he's cool when he plays his piano, but he looks like young Frankenstein. Yeah. And uh, Barry Manilow you could use, too. Barry Manilow's excellent. Two very good choices. Thanks a lot. You're great, Neil. Thank you, and have a great day. Barry Manilow and John Tesh. How could we have left that the duo of fruitcakes off, food. huh? Of course, John's got religion. You do understand that, John Tesh. And takes himself very, very seriously. See, one of the things that bugs me about people in like uh, any field, like in the entertainment business or in the news business, people who take themselves a little bit too seriously, like Keith Olbermann, like John Tesh, like Neil Diamond. See, Neil Diamond really believes he's a singer. I know that comes as a phenomenal shock to most of us, but I think he, he used really to be. That... He did? All those ballads, those olden days ballads. He had a good Such voice. as. Crackman Rosie. <laughs> crack smoking Rosie. Song Sung Blue. <laughs> oh, come on. Neil Diamond's a nerd. In oh, fact, he probably ought to be on the list. But he probably ought to be on here. He's a freaking nerd. Oh, you know who he left off of here? Oh, my God, I got it. Wayne yeah. Newton. <gasps> Leave it to me. Leave it to my nimble mind, even at the, this advanced age of senility of mine. Wayne Newton. Do you, do you have any idea how fast he's going to shoot up that pole? Skyrocket. You'll see. Here's a call from Hialeah. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil, how's it doing? Great. 
Abarão. Condoluso, condoluso. Hã? A mim sim, Master Base to Star Trek on TV. 5670560. Pound 560. She said it's out of this world. That was good. Good job, Pally. By the way, I'll see you at Westland while you're drilling the glory holes. Oh, absolutely. This guy does the limbo rock under the, uh, under the stalls at the Westland so he can drill the glory holes. Here's a call from Palm City. Hello. Palm City. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I didn't have a contribution to your poll, but I, I wanted to make a comment about the uh, story you talked about briefly, where the lady didn't want the uh, stripping and the whatevering around In her Vegas, church. right. Uh-huh. How about let's not put her church around uh, things that we don't want it around. Right, like our homes. A lot, of, a lot of molesters and all the other things that we've learned about the right. church. When exactly. are we going to start saying, we don't want a church here? Yeah, why can't they have like their own separate zone where they put all the religious nuts? You know, remember they had used to have the combat zones back in the 70s and early 80s. Used to have right. all the X-rated uh, joints. Well, why can't we have like a, a, a religion zone? Right. For all the. Uh, uh, I, I vote for that. I'm, I'm with you. You got my vote. Thanks, Pally. Good idea. That's a good idea. The God Squad, the Jesus Christers, the Oya Cloggers, Oy. put them all out there. Okay, the Schmata heads. And if you're really enterprising, you can open up a place and sell some really nifty headgear, right, like down the street from that. Right? Absolutely. And you can also do like they do in Nashville. On every street corner, there's a uh, church, and right across the street, there's a bar. I'm not sure which comes first, you know? <laughs> the man. Like Arnold said, uh, pumping it is better than coming. What is pumping it? Pumping what? Iron. Oh. See, I like, I like the segments that are guaranteed you can't, because there's no dialogue, you know what I'm saying? Oop, like I said, <laughs> but when you least expect it, they start, and you never know when at first the bleep is going to come. 151 at 560 WQAM. Hey, let me tell you, no more barbecues, no more vacations. Summertime is over. We're back to reality. In fact, in a couple of days, it's going to be the fall already. Kids are back in school. If you gained a lot of weight with those summer barbecues and just uh, schmoozing around on vacation, here's the deal. Hop on Balance for Life right away and lose that weight and a lot more, too. Because Balance for Life is uh, just about guaranteed. You can't miss if you stick with the program. And you probably will because there's plenty of food in your little black sack every day to keep you satisfied all day long. Unless you're a real pig. I don't want to mention no name. Three gourmet meals, two delicious snacks. you got five feedings in there every day in your black sack. They deliver it right to your door by 6 a.m. And it takes care of you for the whole day. You won't be hungry on this program, believe you me. Because, like I said, everything is fresh, delicious, made with the finest ingredients that money can buy. And you get to choose. It's the only company that lets you choose between two alternatives for each meal and snack every day that you're on a program. And you'll love the food. Trust me when I tell you. So if you want to see the weight start pouring off on a scale within just a matter of days, if you're tired of being overweight, out of shape, lethargic, dying over there, maybe diabetic or getting close to it, here's the answer you've been searching for, balance for life. No calorie counting, no carb counting, not even any cooking or shopping because they do all that for you. Call Balance for Life today and start losing it right away. Call 954-568-3229. 954-568-3229. Or check them out on that wicked World Wide Web at balanceforlife.com. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM.
America loves to watch boobs and butts and boinking. Yes! Are your kids tired of the same old action figures? Frankly, yes. Then spice up their holidays with Mattel's Troubled Celebrity Action Figures. Steal your kid's heart this Christmas with shoplifting Winona. She's more affordable than you think. Look, Mommy, she's cutting off old heads. You bet she is. And there's more. Forget G.I. Joe. Now there's D.U.I. Nick with lifelike Nick Nolte drool. Ew, slimy. Oh. Uh-huh. Now press his greasy head, and he talks funny, too. Oh, anybody got a roofie? Be sure to collect all of Mattel's troubled celebrity action figures, like Whitney Houston or Pierce Me Christina Aguilera. See if you can find all 12 of her self-mutilations. Wow, she's anatomically correct. This Christmas, shopping is no trouble at all with the troubled celebrity action figures from Mattel. Celebrity Public Relations Dream Team sold separately. 156 at 560 WQM. Uh, the Mad Dog standing by 2 to 4. Hank from uh, 4 to 630. Marlins and Phillies in Philadelphia, the series of the year, man. Big, big good doings. Even George is excited about it, aren't you? What? How about, here, this fact, Susie and Weston, nice going, Susie. I'm glad we got this in before the end of the show. Jew Lieberman, oh, my God. Oy. How could we leave him off of there? Good point. I can't imagine just looking at that puss, just that mindless, blank, nerdy look on his puss. He's beyond nerd. I think he's even got W beat on, you know, as far as nerdiness. Mm-hmm. A nebbish. Well, now, what just happened on the phone there? Everybody just uh, hung up at the same time there at the end? Or was there like a fart on the phone? Look at that. Wow. Something very strange happened on there. They can see the end coming. Is that what it was? Anyway, we can see the end coming, which gives me time to uh, mention this. Vice President Dick Cheney, anxious to defend the White House foreign policy amid ongoing violence in Iraq, stunned intelligence analysts and even members of his own administration this week by failing to dismiss a widely discredited claim that Saddam Hussein might have played a role in the 9-11 attacks. Evidence of a connection, if any exists, has never been made public. Details that Cheney cited to make the case that the Iraqi dictator had ties to al-Qaeda have been dismissed by the CIA as having no basis, according to analysts and officials. Even before the war in Iraq, most Bush officials did not explicitly state that Iraq had a part in the attack on the U.S. two years ago. But Cheney left the possibility wide open in a nationally televised interview two days ago, claiming the administration is learning more and more about connections between al-Qaeda and Iraq before the 9-11 attacks. <laughs> The statement surprised some analysts and officials who reviewed intelligence reports from Iraq. There is no credible evidence that Sodom had anything to do with 9-11, said BDI Senator Bobby Graham, Democrat running for president. There was no such relationship. A senior foreign policy advisor to Howard Dean, the Democratic firmwriter, said, it is totally inappropriate for the vice president to continue making these allegations without bringing forward any proof. Vince Canestraro, a former CIA counterterrorism specialist, said that Cheney's willingness to use speculation and conjecture as facts in public presentations is appalling. It's astounding. How do you like that? Medium. Astonishing. Shocking. Unbelievable. In other words, he lies a lot and does it well. Got to be used to it. And by the way, you know those meetings he had with the energy people? Yeah. What about your business? Oh. Yeah, Nunya. He said they were all named Nunya. Nunya business. So that's the way it goes as we continue. You can hear those goose steps marching along. Where's that article by Jimmy Breslin? Can I read that one last paragraph okay. again since we got him? I probably can't find it. God, I love that article. I might read the whole thing again one of these days this week in the middle of all these very important polls. You got it, Scott? You got the article? Oh, and I never <laughs> even got around all those arrested. Just It's just a little stalling tactic on my part because I probably don't got it. Oh, I do have it. I have it over here. I saved it in my uh, save the crap pile. On the bottom. No, this is, this is about uh, Don Cox. Now, that ain't it. 
Jesus, God Almighty, talk about disorganized. This is bad, Neil. You better start getting with it. Get a little bit more organized. Here it is. Told you. You notice how I stalled off to like the last minute of the show for this? This is beautiful. No, seriously, Jimmy Breslin, we read it yesterday, fascism in the name of security, and he writes about these people that got like whisked away in the middle of the night and never and got sent, deported. He said that this American government of bigots from the low IQ states can run over our Bill of Rights. Grabbing somebody with no warning in the dark hours is a terrorist act by psalm singers. The only way to defend yourself is to vote them out. Those who don't are fans of fascism. Oh. Nice going, Jimmy. You the man. We asked today who's the biggest nerd of them all. Bill Gates, 127. That was George's choice. George had I had the winner yesterday by far, Jimmy Stewart, on the coolest of them all. Nerdiest of them all, George had his thumb on it. Bill Gates, 127. Carrot Top, 74. Woody Allen, 50. George W., 35. Paul Schaefer, 31. Rick Riley, 29. Adam Sandler, 19. Brian Norcross, 18. Ben Stein, 16. George Will, 13. Screech Won't, 13. Joe Zagaki's got 12, Mike Lupica 11, and Ross Pirro, a little beady-eyed, big-eared Ross Pirro, had 10. The Mad Dog's coming up next. Keep the tapes rolling. I think we got some good stuff coming up again for sure for tomorrow. Bye, bye, bye! The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. It is so hard. The hardest 12 inches in football.